0: Yeah. It's rewind
1: time.
2: She hey, hey, hey.
0: hit it hey, hey, from the back. Hey!
3: shots, hit it hey, from the back. I I tell. But hello.
0: What's up, Mzansi, Welcome to it. You tuned into the Rewind podcast. The one, the, one, the only, only B tenacity. tenacity, my granny's favorite presenter. On the <laughs> other side of the mic, I've got for a talk. How are no, you doing? Hi, uh, <laughs>
3: no, we're great. Hey, like, but I don't know if we're our granny's favorite presenters, but you know what? Sabah will.
0: That's between you and your, cocoa. Leave <laughs> me and mine out of it.
2: <laughs>
3: Shady match. Wait, bangani off air, eh, you were saying you are eating cranberries and what?
0: I was eating nuts and cranberries. Like
3: actual cranberries. Animals
0: and cranberries. No, 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 no. It, yeah, the dried cranberries.
3: Hmm. I've never heard a black person say that. Maybe I don't know enough black people who like nice things. Nah. But, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, behind the scenes, you're going to hear, um, like, talking and stuff. My nephew's home, so... It's, you know, live action. yeah. Uh, like you that.
0: can't shut a child it up. Never. I remember every time
3: we recorded, he'd come in and say, are you done? Are you done? It's him again. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> yeah, Bongani, you're so what, this
0: time he knows, he knows the troll. Mm,
3: I know. He, he knows the drill. No, I did tell him. I'm like, remember? I can't be
0: the only person you know that eats cranberries, Ponsa. I don't
3: even think I like them as like when I, even when I had them. Is it the red ones, right?
0: Yeah, or it's get cranberry juice, with vodka.
3: No, okay, no.
0: No, no, no. no. Uh, actually, no, no the
3: cranberry juice is nice, but when you have it in a smoothie, I didn't enjoy the taste of it on its own. That's when I actually realized that I don't like it as much.
0: Oh, yeah, so you used to put cranberries in your smoothies? Yeah. what- What smoothie was this? That's a berry
3: smoothie.
0: Oh, ew. It's too many my ingredients
3: oh my god Bengali, sorry. um how are you doing i was excited to tell you this so i just want to know first how you're doing
0: um i'm doing quite all right it's been raining and gloomy oh i heard i saw wave. online yeah that wave but i'm just glad because we we've been told to not go to the office for the next two weeks <gasps> so i'm just like thank you <laughs> lord and not that I'm celebrating COVID third wave, because that means bodies are stacking. Oh yeah. What I'm oh, yeah. celebrating is the opportunity it has given me to work from home.
3: Mm. But,
0: yes, yes, that's 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 how I'm doing. But how are you, you doing? It's not raining and cold. That's aren't right?
3: you going to, ah, I'm in Skral, it's summer here. But aren't you going to get cold? Aren't you going to get, uh, not cold, ah, uh, what's this? Like, too busy. Like, you know, obviously you're working at home. Again, we've discussed this. Now you're going to be, like, working overtime
0: yeah you know it was one of those um things but you know what um rather that than have to spend petrol
3: yeah that's true um i'm doing well i'm so excited i wanted to actually um tell Usi this but i'm not gonna tell her until like 21 days i've actually started
0: (laughs) i smell a challenge (laughs)
3: yes (laughs) i remember she was doing if you guys don't know
0: you do know she listens to this podcast yeah but
3: i mean i wouldn't have told her directly so i'll wait for 21 days i even have a habit tracker so I'm, I've am i been just... doing, so she's been talking about yoga flows or whatever. And obviously, I'm on my healing journey. I'm on that eat, pray, love, darling. <laughs> so,
4: Come on. so um,
3: I started with my yoga flow. And then I remember back in the day in Boston when she was like starting with yoga and she's telling me about sun salutation, And I was just like, yo, this yoga thing seems so, ch- so challenging because you're doing these shapes in the air. I'm just like, child, I don't have upper body strength yes. and I don't have core strength. I'm not doing this. And then I was just like, <laughs> you know what, like, you know, obviously because generally I'm dealing with a lot of anxiety. So I was like, okay, let me try this out. Like after my morning run, walk. And when I come back, I'll do sensation Because they advise you do it first thing in the morning. But I'm just like, yo, mm,
2: I would rather mm.
3: walk earlier because I don't want to walk it's packed. So when I come back, I do it. Bongani, I feel so good. Right now, I'm in the early stages. Mm. So obviously we'll keep track uh, uh, in the month of uh, July to see how we're doing <clears throat> with with that but I was so excited, I was like, I can't wait to tell Bongani. Then obviously I'll tell Usi we'll when well, it's consistent. Well, I saw you
2: tweet. Yeah.
0: I saw you tweet about <laughs> you've done yoga for the first time this whole year <laughs> and you feel amazing eat something eat something like,
2: feel something how can eat your body, special K that was it's like,
3: and I was like how can my body feel so good I was like wow we've been missing out so obviously I feel like the pressure but, I feel like we put the pressure off thinking you must be posing in the air or whatever and I'm just like no just enjoy <laughs> the flow and yoga itself where
0: does that pressure come from no, where does it that just pressure
3: like, come for from? me from looking at it I'm just looking like you must just be in the air all the time and I don't look at the basics you understand
2: yeah so i'm, oh, I'm yeah. looking
3: already at like the final destination you know they're doing this and just i mean just the more that flow was just like it's amazing like if you got that you know it will happen i don't have to already be you know on top like yeah, oh, already just that those poses stress. but you know but i'm happy that i'm achieving <laughs> this and i'm you're like, since I started, like, my anxiety has, like, dropped. I mean, even in the morning, I do medica- meditation. But anyway, sorry. I know we speed. We have a word on the street, but I'm so excited. To sh- I wanted to share this with you.
0: Well, I mean, we're all happy for you. We love it when um people are putting wellness front and center yes. of the everyday beings and oh, lives. And I guess this is why.
3: Yes. Sorry, there's another update.
0: What's the, what's the other update?
3: Therapy. Oh, Mm. (laughs) since when? Mm. Two weeks now, but like before. And how are you
0: finding the experience?
3: It's really nice, like to feel like I mean, I have homework (laughs) to like work on yourself. But generally, (laughs) I've been doing it like for a while this year, like you know. But now it's nice to like have someone like who's like, you know, facing back the information I'm giving back to be like, okay, this is what we're gonna you know you're gonna work on this you know gonna... so it's really nice it's really nice to feel like yeah you know, just like it's just a lot of work also like to be crying so much to be dealing with your shit but it's it's I'm happy to see like like I said the other time on the podcast that it's going to be nice to see what happens when you're on the other side of of time like how much you've grown and mm. how much and actually today there was like this weird incident that happened and I was like i'm I'm taking in all the information besides even like this whole therapy thing but just like when i'm on the journey of healing and learning i'm taking in information but now there's going to be a time where i have to actually apply it because i was listening to the psychologist who was talking about how you need to always try be conscious especially if you're healing and trying to get away from like your old habits you know usually if something happens i'm on flight or fight but today surprisingly i was very calm usually like i would because I'm very impulsive. Mm. So with, with the scenario happening, I was always oh, I would have already been like, you know, back. But then...
5: 100. But I
3: was just calm. Ready to go. I was calm, but I wasn't consciously being calm. So I can't wait to be like consciously just, you know, just tell myself that no, you don't have to stress. The situation doesn't have to control you. You know, I can't wait for that part. Wh- to be conscious. What do
0: you mean you weren't consciously
2: being calm?
3: You know, sometimes that like, I mean, maybe now like, how do I put it? like, Usually, like I'm saying, like how I would react to something, maybe it's probably going to be impulsive. Like I didn't think about it. And then today, I mean, I was scared or whatever, but I wasn't like exactly calm, but oh, I wasn't calm. But after we left the scenario with this drama with these people, when I was at the parking lot, I was like shaking and stuff. I mean, the first thing I, I would have done because of the new teachings that I'm learning and applying for myself is like, let me do breath work to calm down to then not do what mm-hmm. i would do like already like i'm just like panicking like what am i gonna do next what if these people follow us or whatever no i should have just you know okay prioritize breath work because you do it or just do a quickly, a yeah. five minute whatever so i'm just I mean if i'm conscious i would know that once you don't you don't fall back to the habits that you already have just do breath work after your yeah. breath or you know you've come down from this whatever scary scenario that just happened then you can then think okay what do i do now is it does it make sense to feel like you want to go to the police station or this or you think you can handle the situation so I mean like consciously like saying okay I've learned these teachings and I, I know how I felt if I've meditated I know how I feel when I do breath work that kind of vibe applying it mm, I don't know, yeah
0: yeah mm. well I mean all the best to you it sounds like you're quite uh, on an intense journey yes, very, of um, like we always say on this podcast paradigm shifting <laughs> Because to, to to shift your habits and to shift what comes to you as, I mean, they don't call it second nature for exactly. nothing. It literally is the default that you fall into, mm-hmm. you know. um And to be able to have to stop and stop yourself from falling back into that and be aware of mm-hmm. it and also change it is quite a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. um Some people um only can get as far as being aware of it. Some can be aware of it and stop it. Others can only just um stop it and then that's it Mm. you know um but then the ability to then even attempt to change it thereafter is quite a uh commendable one even if you manage to or not but just the idea of i've Mm. seen this Mm. habit i want it to stop and i want it to Mm. change um uh speaks a lot of uh, about internal growth which is already a commendable step even if you haven't reached yeah. that destination just the journey that's just the acceptance and willingness to walk on that journey is quite amazing yes. um in terms of in terms of therapy though um how like like all oh, like is it nice to have an outsider who has no connection to your family, no connection to your life, no like literally they just get there and they listen and then
3: I just feel like for me uh, it's they just let you know, as if you were oh, speaking what? to someone who cared for you. So for instance, like for instance we talk all the time, like mm. if we did want to break it down like every Tuesday or whatever day we record we're like oh I'm going through this obviously life is in the way so you don't have time every day to be like oh Anna Bunza is going to tell me about her problems and then not that you're being funny but then there's life happening and that's not not that it's not your responsibility but you can like once in a while listen in on a friend but there's someone who's designated to do that and help you through it you know what I mean so I'm not, mm. not saying what it's mm. not special you know going whatever But I mean, also, I'm also like trying to look at both ways because I don't know if you follow the holistic um, psychologist on Instagram. She has her whole journey. She's a psychologist, but she focuses on her journey about self-healing, you know, like through like not just medicine, but she's going through it with like, like, you know, the, how do I want to, how do you say it? Like the people who are like in the yoga, the health space, the vegan with nutrition and things like that. Like Mm. she focuses on that. And, and then there's people like, who's just talking to you and who's helping you. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I want to join the two. So yes, speaking to someone is nice and whatever, but also like, um, she mentioned that sometimes you do psychology and you speak to these people, but like, the, the, the habits that I'm speaking of, like when it's breath work and things like that, it's things that I've learned from the holistic psychologist where you're just like, yes, we listen, but do we do the work ourselves as the patients? we're we just going to enjoy for six yes. years or forever. You're just going to psychologists, psychologist, but nothing is actually like, you know, working out. So I'm trying to see for now, I think it works speaking to someone who is designated to speak to me and help me and say, hey, have you considered this? Or doesn't look at things the way I'm looking at it. Maybe it's just like biased if I'm telling Bongani, oh, Bongani, this, this, this happened at home and you're like, yo, friend, you're right. And then she's like, have you ever considered this perspective or have you ever considered this approach and whatever? And I mean, I'm like, action oriented so immediately after she told me what I must implement I felt like this week we had less anxiety because she was helping me adjust things that I felt were like stressing me out at home and it did work when I approached it the way she had told me to like try it out you know you don't have to mm. be the hero you don't have to be this 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 and I've had more time to myself and then meaning less anxiety because she was telling me that she doesn't want me to ever be on anxiety medication I was like I don't want that for myself even when I was listening to the holistic yeah. or whatever, I'd, I'd rather heal myself through whatever kind of natural, but I don't want to ever be on a pole because I need to suppress something. Obviously, some people, I'm not speaking for other people that it's wrong. I mean, some people are really in like really serious issues and obviously they can take whatever approach they want to take for yeah. healing themselves. But for me, I don't think that's something I want.
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I also wouldn't want that, but as you rightfully are saying, some people do need that and that's acknowledgeable mm. and it's up to each person. I'll definitely tell you one thing that definitely helps with anxiety is the devil's lettuce. Trust and
2: believe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you, oh, but I don't remember one time I ate that um CBC whatever cookie. Is it CB what?
0: Yeah, CBD. CBD
3: cookie. cookie. And then remember I slept the whole afternoon. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you were out. Yeah.
2: So because I just like needed to <laughs> know. We had
0: to record that day. Oh, we recorded that day, and Uusi was just she was just like the whole day. Uh, at the like, yoga studio. I
3: feel like the whole day I was like your child. You know when you pick up your child from school and then they just sleep the whole day in the car. I slept. Remember, I slept at the yoga studio. I didn't even see who's recording. I just remember you guys waking me up to leave. We went to the mall. I slept in the car like the whole day. I was just like, you know what? I don't think this thing is for me because I would sleep. All the time, yo. I would
0: sleep. (laughs) Yeah, Let's leave it there. Let's get into it
1: on the street. (laughs) You're listening to the rewind. Come on. Word on the street. (laughs) We go again.
0: Welcome back. Where on the street is where you're at and we're speaking about what is your productivity hack. Mm. Mine, <laughs> I think maybe it's the habit tracker. Like it's
3: it's it's the tracking. So mm. putting things like
2: mm. oh, what
3: do I want to achieve this month? Then I put up a habit tracker. I'm like, oh, I wanna at least like build this new habit. Like now I have walking, I have like uh, I, I wrote simple yoga flow, like it must be simple, don't fight yes. for. Then vocal lessons, meditation, journaling and reading, like those are my priorities. So I feel like the hack for me is to create that, um, like the, the habit tracker, so I know what I'm focusing on that. So the doing is not the issue, it's just knowing that, okay, I put it up there, it's written, I must just start doing it, so then I do it.
0: Yeah, and, well, yeah. that's a very... And what?
3: No, no, no. And no. What? That's not a. That's not a hack.
0: <laughs> Are you yeah. sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Let us be
1: the judge of that.
3: You no, know, I, I saw my journal and I want to say something about it. You know, I'm like oh, that person just... now when when you mm-hmm. like found things that work for you and you're just like, oh, have you tried journaling? I have, have you tried, to share with have, the you, world. Have, you, have you tried it? I'm trying it and it's yes. working for me. <laughs> yeah. So after 21 days, it's going to be me with yoga. I have, You don't know, do yoga. Oh my God. Like, you know, yoga is a way you of life. You need
2: to start you doing need it right to start, now.
3: Like, I can't even tell with your breathing right now. It's just a bit, it's, it's short. Like, if you do yoga, yeah. you will breathe. <laughs> it's very short breath. So if you start, like, breathing more through yoga, it's a way of
0: life. <laughs> hey, yeah. Let's hear what Mzanti has to say.
2: So, what the fuck's a productivity hack? <gasps>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Please explain what the productivity hack is. You know, I almost asked you, then I was just like, I if. English serves me right. What
4: I'm
2: going
3: to answer now is going to be the right thing.
0: <laughs> a productivity hack is a little secret or a little something that you do that helps you be more productive. productive. It helps you get things done. The reason we would say hack is because maybe it's something that is not... Um, Out there in the public domain not many people know of it or not many people use it you know it's not something that's ubiquitous that is um everywhere that everyone knows and everyone does um whereas it's something that maybe just a few people know either from you watching what you watch on youtube or just through self-experimentation you know um a lot of people do know that they have to start good habits but how many people know that habit tracking actually helps keep those habits you know Mm. like Bunsa does so that's what we mean when we say productivity hack
3: that's a that's a nice thing i just thought of something then i forgot like i was like damn i forgot but oh i forgot i I wanted to say that another productivity hack now that she asked that question and you explained is like you know when you like um do like if especially if you're working from home or have working for yourself is to like Especially, and then you you don't feel like working, and you feel like procrastinating. For me, what I do is I like yeah. set timers. So forty five minutes, and then I t- give myself maybe a fifteen minute break. In that fifteen minute break, mm. I give something something I look forward to do. Like oh, I really want to complete an episode, or fifteen minutes of it. So every time I like, oh I'm curious. I want to go back and say, huh? oh. so it gets you excited to like have a goal. Like for me, it feels like oh, I've got a goal. Like oh, it's lunch time after my forty five minutes, so let me push my work and be effective and i realized when i do 45 minutes you can do so much in 45 minutes i don't know well it's a lot that you can do
0: i hate to burst your bubble here yeah. but i think what you're speaking about is just a simple reward system
3: yeah,
2: after you do a bit of work reward. and
0: you reward yourself I um, love it. so i'm not sure if that's a hack because a lot of us I know said- of the reward system
3: but hence, I said, uh, w- with tasks that you really don't enjoy. You're like, dude, just do it. Okay. After that, you're going to have lunch. With yeah. things you don't like. Yeah. Not like normal work that you have to do. No, like you're like, oh, I've been dreading to do this. But let me write, let me focus on writing this song for 45 minutes. Then you actually would have done well, a lot. Because you just switch off your phone, 45 minutes timer and you actually focus on the work.
0: My productivity hack yeah. is um, one of, if I can think of another one in the other segments, then that will be great. But one that I really um is uh, find that quite helps me quite a lot is, uh, to pair your tasks. So I know in the morning when I'm cleaning oh, the rabbit's room, um, I also then wash dishes and do that sort of stuff because kiko go kitchen in any case mm-hmm. so w- w- since i'm done sweeping their room and i've just made them breakfast and i've literally just taken the knife and um what you call this uh bread what's this um cutting board mm-hmm. the knife and cutting board and i'm putting it in in the sink i might as well just start with the dishes um, that I didn't happen to do the night before, you know? And I found that it's also relaxed me because uh, doing dishes at night is something I struggle with completely because really? already at half past nine, I'm passing out. And we we eat a little bit late here, yeah. um, just generally. Not that we want to eat late, but usually you'd find that we'd be eating around eight due to doing some work and stuff. So like, I really am just really tired at night. I don't have the energy to stand and wash dishes. So I found that, um, the best way for me to counteract that is to do them first thing in the morning, and usually first thing in the morning, I'm cleaning the bunnies' room so as as the minute I'm done cleaning the bunnies room and I feed the bunnies, I wash the dishes so pairing your tasks um mm. tends to really help with um productivity, and that's a small onion and a productivity hack
3: oh sorry you uh, Lydia Denga also said that I thought when you said pairing also in a sense like I started doing that as well, like if you're like when you're cleaning then now you know that you want to upscale, but you don't have time to watch a YouTube video. When you start listening to a podcast while you're doing that. So now you don't just sit and listen. listen.
2: So you're like, oh, let me learn
3: while I am. So then then you've got upscaling and cleaning out of the way. Then you've got something else. But Sarah's Day, another YouTuber also said she does the... Oh, Sarah's... Sarah Day, Sarah's Day. I don't know, Sarah Day.
0: No, 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 no. It's uh, man. It's an internal joke. Sorry, man. Oh, Usien, I sorry. always joke about Sarahs. We call her Sarahs yeah. <laughs> because the name of the channel is Sarah's Day. Yeah, and anyway. she's
3: perfect. It's so annoying. Anyway, um, so Sarah, Sarah, what Sarah does is like she said it's a one touch method. So if I've got like you're saying, you've got the knife every time you've got a one touch, she says you'll never have a messy space. If I take off my shoes, they in my hand. Put them where they go, as opposed to. Leaving a mess and then going and wasting time doing something. Like, for instance, now you're saying the dishes. If I put, if I get up and go put the dishes in the sink, I'm already there. Do it. And I was just like, whoa. And actually, yeah. I actually tried it once. It's so difficult. Like, it's not easy to just all the time want to put things back to where they belong. And, 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 and. Yeah, anyway.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a matter of being very intentional about the things you do and how you do them and when
4: you do them, you know? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hi, guys. Uh, My productivity hack as someone with smidge uh, concentration issues because, you know, ADD um, is I make sure I go to a clear space, you know, no clutter around and I play some music and the music really is just dependent on the vibe i'm in and the amount of work that i want to do at that time so it could be anything from like um to you know like (laughs) jazz or R&B, just anything to get me in the mood and i just zone in and Mm. focus and hope for the best that not a single person comes through and disturbs me because once that happens we're we're, we're out of it um, but I do try to find my most optimal time where I feel like okay my energy levels are at working and I go and I punt
2: Yeah, well, that's
0: a good one. Be in a clear and clutter-free space and have a routine. Mm. You know, it's so important, um, especially if you're going to be writing exams or you're going to be doing long form of studying and stuff like that, you need to have signals and cues that tell your body, okay, this is what we're about to do now. And this is the same technique that people who suffer from insomnia have, where um they tell them to start creating cues for their body. So um, have a warm glass of milk 30 minutes before you go to sleep, switching off devices, getting into bed, um, Uh, Switching on maybe a candle A vanilla scented candle or Something like that Those all become cues for your body To start learning now that Okay, we're about to sleep now So this is the mode I need to get into now um, Over time So with what she's saying In terms of being in a clear space um, Having specific uh, Having music Not necessarily specific music But having music And just having this checklist That you go through So that you know Okay, I'm about to get into a three hour meet What do I need to make sure that I am pushing and I am focusing in that meeting? I'm about to get into a two and a half, one and a half hour study session. How can I cue my body to know that this is the level of um, energy and attention I need from it? Before I do what I am about to do, and that comes from just creating routines um before you do what you do, and those routines then start acting as cues for your body to know to we' about to do some serious studying, so I need to let the concentration um um hormones out you know yeah concentration muscles i don 't know what. No. Well, when I'm rambling like this, let's leave it there. We'll get back into some more um, productivity hacks from <laughs> Zanzi after after we get into some YouTube digest.
1: Come on! Word on the street. Here we go again. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram.
3: At the rewind underscore essay. And
0: send an email to the rewind essay at gmail.com. <laughs>
3: Yours is consistent with her posting, and that grew her channel so insanely. Personal. So why don't you
0: try that as well?
3: No, no, I'm not important. Hell no! I
0: will tell you, I I really prefer Sinovoyo's voice. It sounds like she just had a glass of wine and uh-huh. she just lit a cigar, and now she's talking to you. So Copano, how often does she upload then?
3: Yo, like once a month. Seriously? Yeah.
0: Once it's, a month is a very easy consistency to hit.
3: Yeah, it's easy, it's easy, it's easy, but no, we don't want that. We no, like
0: only that. And take me, Sira. Just to tell you what she's doing with her hair, and yeah. am I overdoing it now?
3: I don't know, but
2: uh, na-
0: we're getting right into it. It's a YouTube digest. Sponsor, any good news? What have you been watching this week on YouTube?
3: Nothing South African, unfortunately. <laughs> Wait, let me think. Have I watched anything? I mean, obviously weekly because she's consistent. ZX Online, that is it. But that's just like yes. little vlogs. Like, her normal day-to-day life or whatever. Like, that's the only thing I've been watching on, yes. like, like, on YouTube. Mm, there hasn't... Like, oh, maybe um, Sipun Panza's back. He, there was a vlog. He posted a vlog. I watched that. It was, like, a... He's back. Yes, was, like, I a watched that vlog. vlog as well. Yeah, and then... Else.
0: Like, what do you think about Tim's radio uh, Rainbow Closet? You said you oh, watched that. Oh, that was really
3: nice. No, I just really love that concept, and that's what inspired me to feel like we need to also collab. in a, obviously theirs is like um, it's like that's basically like a moving museum in that bag, for um
2: mm.
3: the 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 LG. I never get it right. Please help.
0: The gender diverse that, community. The gender
3: diverse community. So I thought that was really nice for, um, having a memoir or oh, they call it an exper- uh, experiment so i also liked tem's video and uh, there's a lot of energy there um so who's this who
0: says she got she almost got beat up uh-uh. <laughs> his girlfriend almost beat me up
3: oh that girl oh no she was doing a story time but no her title was kickbaity because um even in Ugh. the story, the girl didn't even get to get into the apartment to hit her because she, she, it was one of those stories where she's from East London and she met a, a, uh, a job a a guy online, Instagram or Snapchat, and then she flew down.
5: Yeah.
3: And then in the story time, she mentioned that she, because she, she's from Eastern Cape, she didn't know. She typed Soweto by mistake and she was supposed to go Santon And then the bill was 700 and Hannah Bongani, I'm seeing you for the first time. And then I get there you t- I tell you that the bill for the Uber seven hundred because you had pressed the wrong location by mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Ow, I was like this girl, it's crazy. Anyway, the the girl, so it was just a clickbait theme <clears> thing. <throat> and then she, so basically she ended up uh she ended up like you know there's the do you know the, the concept of the the, the 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 ice boy in the squad?
0: Uh no you
3: what know Oh my god that that's the worst nightmare for most women you know or girls so when you're in the squad i'm in a squad right and then uh, i'm dating them but like before usually girls like to know if they're dating the ice boy or the it doesn't have to be the head of the squad but like he mustn't be the ice boy like that's like usually like not preference like
0: Oh, the low, low, I'm to yes.
2: my oh, yes. As boy, yeah.
3: Come to yes, take my car. Go buy what? What? Hey, hey, hey. is finished. Go buy this. Yes. <laughs>
2: ah, well, <buena. laughs> Hey,
3: bonga ni mix. Do that happily. Bonga ni fast. I must shift the disco. Yeah, bonga ni fast, 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 <laughs> fast. Like every time it's like, as boy. Oh no, I, I'm sorry. I wouldn't want to date as Like I don't think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think <laughs> so. She was embarrassed that she flew all the way for the ice boy. Cause she's like, when she got there, she saw the squad. She's like, yo, yo. She's like, oh, but then she's like, luckily, no, she's the kind tragedy. of woman. She's the kind of woman to hold down. Like she's like, this is what I came for, and this is what I mean. I will hold him down, even if I know deep down, yo, I'm gonna end it with him. But you know, I must, you know, keep his his ego alive until. But she was like, yo, I didn't know I was dating the ice boy until the boy. until
0: I get mm. back home at she's least. Like, oh, the, so how do you f- how do you figure out if you're the ice boy as a guy?
3: I think you kind of know. I'm
0: guessing if you call everyone yeah, I think
3: you kind of know. Like, I mean, I would assume sometimes. I'm, I mean, people can correct us if I'm wrong, but usually it's not the baller baller. Because if I'm the the baller, yes. like people, you know, come to me for everything, whatever. So when you're ice boy, which means you're the one who's not the one who's working and making the most money. Well, yeah, he he wasn't like the one. To, I was like feeling so sorry for her. It's like yo
0: social structures, these are the things that make us an introverts, Muntoza because so we boys. so o o the No one who smokes hubli ever looks like they enjoy setting the hubli. Imagine now that's your responsibility, roles <laughs> and responsibilities in this
3: friendship. My chat is like, now we're sitting, everyone's with their partners, it's always your man, like, now everyone's looking at you like, I, I don't want that i'm sorry i don't want that we'd rather stay home me and my partner. Malti, Malti,
0: Malti, it's always your man as in it's always your man getting yeah. up everyone else is sitting
2: quiet they're, peacefully they're, every time there's something missing it's your man exactly, getting up.
3: they're always doing the fun things because even the way she explained the scenarios, is like um the guy also like also sometimes the ice boy have loser energy because they want to they don't, you know, you know how everyone on Instagram says, believe in God's timing. They don't want to believe in God's timing. Even now, they want to flex on things that are not even on their level. We like, dude, that person is, is Zuma's son. And then whenever you just started to take, let's process, big big. You know, <laughs> then he said, I'm um, like one of the guys, like um, they went to one of their friends place, the guy's friends place. And then the guy had his girlfriend there. And then the girlfriend was doing her nails like they had brought in like a in-house masseuse, whatever, pedicure. You know, he's like, oh, baby, I mean, if you want, you can go up, uh, you can do your nails after. And then when he saw this is expensive, when he saw the the what, the price the list, price. he's like, oh, but baby, you're going to miss your flight next time. ne?' Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's I think that's what I watched. What else did I watch? There's there anything else that show that I watched.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, that is funny. <laughs> She's already clocking him. I saw you got to spend the day with Mandisa and Goofy. Oh, that
3: is very sweet. Yes, they were just like normal errands, like YouTube stuff. I don't know if normal day to day vlogs hit it for me in the country because it's not the YouTuber's fault, but the like with us you can't go pick and pay because there's so much that they do but then you can't always film there like you can't film in pick and pay you can't be going there and filming can't i mean you? some places it depends what neighborhood but usually no that's why they don't film because in the country they'll tell you ah, it's almost like they think you will steal their platform i mean their format of how they put groceries and you're like dude what the hell i'm just doing a youtube channel how train also they <sighs> are tired so i don't enjoy like your day-to-day just random vlogs i mean i'll just watch them because i like the people and I like to see how what other couples do and stuff, but generally, I'm just yeah.
0: And what's happening with Mbumi and yours? Why are they I actually each checked other? and I
3: was like, I don't know, I don't know
0: what is going on. I mean, on?
3: obviously, yeah, what's what's the name of that girl who posted that video? Sims, Sims right? Yeah, Sims is the one who posted and she noticed. And Linda Owens, coach, they don't follow each other. I don't know for me from when I watched when Mbumi was doing that that uh that squad thing with the girls like where she takes her friends and i don't know like it, i didn't look yeah. at it like as a click activity it looked like she was heading it and everyone follows her like oh yeah you can only join yeah if you, like you know when you're in primary like
2: but
0: that's how click No works. man,
3: I, I don't know i've never been in clicks like that where they're like oh you can only join because you can afford straight back or you know like no you can come only if you're married you're not married now you're not gonna come like oh, yeah this is only for married people and she told one of her friends like that Caucasian friend of hers the, the sister was okay she's like yeah we're only allowing you because you're getting married in a week or whatever I'm just like I don't know I don't know like that gives me I mean obviously maybe it's just me making like you know my own observations
0: oh so you're saying maybe her circle is different no no now. not because but, I mean, of isn't that isn't yours married
3: not because of that it's because I wouldn't if oh. I got a strong personality that wouldn't work for me that would
1: okay. I, I'm not gonna work
3: on like with my personality if yours are the same personalities but I'm not gonna work on Bongani snapping and I dance no I'm not doing that if, if, if you know there's and I'm not saying Pumi didn't do it. She's not doing anything from the goodness of her heart. But, like, for me, when I was listening to those, like, comments, like, even yeah, if you're married, hey? Like, oh, I took my girls and I'm just like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'll just be like.
0: <laughs> it's very, it's very, I'm um, them, Kokemi. Yeah. And you better, you better my dance to my fucking tune.
3: I'm like, I would be like, nah, ma'am, this is not going to work for me. Like, it's almost like if you say, yeah, uh, you, you drink Savan every Sunday, and Pumi will be like, yo, dude. I don't know. It just seems, I don't know if that's the case, but like from the videos, I mean, I, I I saw something about, I forgot to screen grab her tweet about like, if you know how she always uses like, if God chose you, da, 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 and y'all had, a, I watched her, her get yeah. ready with me, where she's speaking about how she's more free with herself, bloody blah, 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 blah. So I'm thinking maybe people want to break free because also the podcast, even Sims right says the podcast is no longer, uh, like it's off. Oh, yeah, happening off. so i wonder what happened
0: you know i think it it could just be a shift of interests you know um, my parents always used to say you only stay friends with people for as long as your interests mm-hmm. are coming mm-hmm. and if you think about it in high school we all had a common interest of being in fucking mm. high school and whether we want to admit it or not that was n- our number one priority mm. you know
1: and so therefore we made school. friends who had
0: the similar yeah. priority yeah so we had we made friends with similar priorities, and maybe um your group of friends were just um, maybe defined by your coping strategy mm. or coping mechanism some are drinking some are smoking some are just living their best lives some are out, filling their diaries with band practice and things like that, you know, and that's their method of coping. Then once you leave high school and you get into varsity, some of your high school friends don't make it with you to varsity. Like even at the end of first year, you are not chatting to people like you used to mm. every day or every week in high school. And that's because those interests are changing. Your interest now is varsity, but your specific varsity and your course that mm. you're in. You're not just... Interested in anything and you gain new Friends and that's it so I'm thinking maybe That might be what happened with them Is that just over time Once they started Getting good at yeah. this YouTube thing Started getting good at this big sister vibes Thing um, they just realize that oh okay well the interest we had with having each other around is no longer there yes we're both interested in youtube and stuff like that but i mean hey umbo me now you know do you yeah. hear what i'm saying so i really do think that it could be just a slow transition that happened over time where they're not as tight because um they're not on this they 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 just generally don't have the same interests and priorities not in a mean way but in a way of imbi lo like flow, And sometimes it goes a figgy and they, that ebb isn't the result of you and a friendship breaking up. And it's not because you have changed how, those people, but just purely because yeah, that's really difficult. In is. a sense,
3: yeah, a lot of people do start businesses together, like starting a podcast or whatever. Interests change, but like, but that's so difficult because I was watching Damon and Joe. I don't know if you know the travel YouTubers,
0: Yes the drama. I watch them as well. Oh, that shit is. I C. loved it. I loved
3: what Damon. I I was really touched at
0: um. Well, his outlook, his outlook is, is very beautiful.
3: Very yes. Beautiful. No, but I do get it now. Like I do get it. We're doing this thing, and then wife M calls you, but it's not even the dream because we were like maybe in our head that oh we wanted you know what I mean. But I just I don't know. Like I. I don't mind someone thriving and saying, "Oh, you know, what I've got and I'm am doing something better than this," but like not leaving someone high and dry while I do that. Like I didn't appreciate that. Like you know, we started YouTube.
0: Yeah, the way Damon did her No, was it's, it's it's Joe. Uh, it's
3: Joe. Joe. What's it,
0: Joe? Joe.
3: It's,
2: the way even if we started yeah. something
3: because in the beginning we 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 were saying we didn't feel we we had something like that to offer or to receive Rona as people. So we're like, oh, let's start a podcast. But I mean, my, my wife it was like, oh, we like Bongani. I mean, I'm not saying you must not not go do it, but you can explain and come and say, I feel like you owe someone that kind of courtesy to say, dude, I know what this does you know, for I you. Think, I'm not sure. I was mm, just like, that is cold.
0: I think what Joe did was mean in that, she, they were building it together, and then she shifted all her energy. And this is what Usain and I were talking about. She shifted all her energy from working on this channel, Damon and Joe, to now building her channel with her boyfriend. Like that's like that 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 was an immediate and obvious transition that we all picked up. Even I was Damon and Joe like, like, why did she? Start a- like she even started a brand new channel with him and then on top of that an opportunity comes to the both of them and then through the process yes they might choose one of them and not the both of them but um just the sense of uh the book deal Mm -hmm. that they had they both had and then she snubs him and then she takes the book deal for herself
3: and that for me it was scary
0: like the show one, the show one is fine. Like those are producers and producers are users. No, and this is something money. we need to know and understand. And Lutu would always say a producer is a user. Sometimes they're not hiring you because of your talent. You're just pretty and they're trying to get the numbers up. And that's why they are hiring you. So for them, for producers to say, we're going to choose spend Money over Usman Money, you can't be upset at your friend for that. But if your friend is busy cutting you out of book but deals and also, yeah. because the thing is, she had the channel with her boyfriend to grow from, and he was really focused on their channel. Like, he didn't have another channel other than that. What do I'm you mean? Know? saying
3: no to the fact that her choosing that show meant that she, the Grandma producers and uh, Netflix has contracts. So, the, which means Damon and uh, Damon and Joe doesn't continue. That's what he said. He was left high and dry in the sense that he had no country. Yes, he had I no that. um what's this, uh channel. He had no career. His agent dropped him because he didn't have cloud because he's no longer doing that. And then he looks like a fool because no one even told him that. Oh, I'm gonna start a a channel with my boyfriend because that's the journey of Damon and Joe. We're documenting our life, all of it here. Now all of a sudden there's a separate channel. You don't inform me about it. I'm not saying don't be involved in other podcasts, but just give me the courtesy. You know what? Mang thought I would be a nice. I'm not dropping this or whatever. But then the whole yeah. thing with Netflix yeah. shut down that whole idea of what Damon was and Damon had to go stretch it up i don't know damon is a bigger person than i am i don't think that's i I don't think i would be able to forgive it but it's also a blessing in disguise because it showed him what he wants to be and this new era in his life with his channel and i read the comments people were like you know what?" anyway like i mean i did like joe but i i mean damon is fucking funny also He's the best.
0: He's the best. You know, I think I think one thing I was saying is that sometimes people that we meet in life are a, a door mm. to something else. And even though you might spend a full 10-year relationship with someone um, being your best friend, they might just help you get to meet another person and then you find another person who's even more of a best friend than that mm. person has been. And then you guys don't end up being as best friends as you mm. were in the beginning. And sometimes that's hard Mm. and it's sad um but it is life you know sometimes god puts people there to be connections for greater Mm. things and stuff and them going through what i was saying is that them going through what they've gone through yes it's um been uh fruitful for um what you call this joe but you're gonna find that this is still his journey in terms of his, his 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 Light at the end of the tunnel. Like he's still going to be fruitful, and this is his journey of getting fruitful. Like he has to go through this bad experience, and how he comes out on the other end is going to be much better. I just think I definitely agree with you. It was unfair, especially because um, what you call this? Uh, he didn't have his own channel. He didn't start a separate channel outside of what they had, and he was investing a lot in everything into that. And um, now I honestly do agree that he's going to flourish. He's going to fly high. Especially because um, people, a, lot of, a lot of people mm-hmm. are enjoying his content. And his content is, is fucking good. His content is
2: fucking good. Yeah,
3: that is true. That is so true. I mean, I understand, you know, you being maybe like meeting you, maybe open these doors. But I just don't think Bridges must burn. And also, unfortunately, it said a lot for me about her character. With the fact that even with the book deals and all those things, starting channels and whatever. Doing that to somebody you claim is your best friend. I was just like, that is... That is Dude.
0: Cool. And now she's doing videos about how she bought her her, her first mm, property mm, at twenty-eight mm, in in mm, 99 99. 99. I'm just like mm, yeah, that's in my Lizama book deal, Yeah, in my Lizama so I, show. I don't
3: know. Like, I mean they had a lot to lose. Like I just think like even circling it back to Wombumi's one or whatever. I don't know. Like sometimes I feel like we can center it. Like for instance, sometimes maybe if I don't want to do it, like I I know like my friend MG will always tell me that. Like, I remember when, when we were, like, off for a while, when the year started, and she's like, yo, friend, you need to, because I was, like, telling her every week, I want to start recording, I want to start recording, I want to start recording, but, you know, my laptop broke or whatever. And then she was like, yo, you need to just make it work because the way Bongani is so dedicated to the podcast, and I was like, yeah, that is so true. Because, you know, if somebody who's working with you wants it so badly, you must also say, you know what, they, I respect them enough to, even if I'm not feeling I'm ready for it or up to it now, I respect their time and their effort enough for me to say I must show up. So I don't know. Something about yeah. that, what Joe did, I was not impressed. I won't lie. But also unfortunately, I'm not even enjoying her new content on her channel. Because yes, it's very sit-down-y. Yeah, me too. I really not. Like me even too. in this pandemic, it's just not creative. And you can see sometimes when people split Jorge, which brain was what. You know, this could person could be this, you know, yeah. this. You know, but like, yeah. Anyways.
0: Nels G says, Mbumi comes across as a very bossy <laughs> chick, even in some of the old videos with Brendan. You can pick up on that vibe. Y'all's is sweet, down-to-earth, and humble. They are opposite. Y'all's also made a lengthy video about toxic friendships and friends who praise God publicly, but behind the scene, yeah. they are different people. Dude, mm. That made me wonder if it was not Mbumi. Mbumi has pride as well as uh, as well. Um... Yeah, she is also rude. Imagine now, <laughs> G, you are going in. My, my what were you
3: gonna say? <laughs> 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 we're running five kilometers today. Wake up. Bumi <laughs> 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 sounds like me. I'm the type.
0: When Usi tries those stats on me, I'm, I'm just like, hey, person. hey! Today, all of a sudden, we're just swallowing <laughs> CMOS mas today. Himachung, hey, when did I agree to that? And now why I'm a solo mas. when that, I that just want to lose That is exactly
3: them. my vibe. Okay, now we're trying to lose weight now. <laughs> And like, wait, who said I want no Rajima? 10 km to speak.
0: I mean, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean I'm I I mean I'll i says this is my personal opinion. In all honesty, y'all's gave Mbumi's YouTube channel a boost. Even during her first pregnancy, Y'alls kept her relevant magic because people shit where they eat once they've made it. Mbumi has even become fake in my opinion. She chases um what? She chases to have the perfect friendships on social media and then I iTunes she never acknowledged her wrongs she also look like a she red takes... flag of mbumi for
3: me yeah
0: I'm sorry uh this person goes on to say also a red flag of mbumi for me is how she doesn't have childhood friends or a friend from high school like jani when are your besties are people from instagram that's plain weird <laughs> <laughs> Let's remember here that we're only seeing a fraction of people's yeah. lives. It might feel like we're seeing their whole lives because we see a lot of it, but it's only a yeah. fraction. Okay? So let's not judge. What if she's got friends who just, just don't want to yeah, show up on YouTube? people who have
3: actually like, maybe like, they're doctor friends or whatever, and they're not interested in the limelight and all that vibe. But also, they have a point. Like, if I am doing a whatever staycation with my friends, or maybe because those friends are not married, that's why they're not going to the staycation. It's just a tough. One.
0: But a lot of people are picking up on this, um, um posse thing that she was saying, this very, uh, don't, um, my way or the highway. Someone else figured him long and says here, personal opinion, Bumi is bossy. I've heard her from Collabs and the podcast. She's kind of my way or the highway. Y'all's is calm and true. I always wondered how they are friends. But anyway, individually, they are good. I think this was the best ah. thing to ever happen. Y'all's deserves better friends. Sorry if I'm rude. Omuyangapa says, Mbumi needs to be careful. This is Sipoga Zisengos. saying, Mbumi needs to be careful of fame. It has an effect of changing people. Knowing her from UJ, I can that she has changed a lot. Yes, she has a lot going for her, marriage, kids, and business, but that doesn't mean she has arrived. Uh-uh. Life can change in a twinkling of an eye, so we need to keep grounded. Also, she may be well-meaning, shame, but um, as her bossy, dominant character isn't helping. She talks the walk, but no longer walks the walk. Yo, and then she goes on to say, I wish her well. And I'm also proud of her achievements, Yeah, but I mean, honestly. there's
3: two sides to a story. We can't say because yours is quiet. She doesn't have her faults or whatever. I feel like everyone has their thing. Yes, yes. Um, and obviously, like, I feel like... I don't know, like... Also now, I don't know what... Maybe yours also did say she's busy behind the scenes. But we're seeing and being more exposed to Bumi's life. That's why we can have all these things to say and nitpick because we're she's like consistent
0: yeah i get i definitely agree just because someone is meek doesn't mean that they aren't um what you call this problematic you know how they say still waters run deep but you know that's enough of a catch-up let's actually get into today's deep digest what do you think butza
3: yes let's do that you're listening to
0: the
1: rewind
0: so for today's deep digest right here on youtube digest we are talking about defining love one of our favorite channels that we love to talk about off air um on this channel as well on this channel on this show as well um and today we're focusing on a specific episode we're focusing on the timna and libo episode as we all know they are the love island winners season one of love island in south africa which started off with a rocky start um they walked away with uh the win of one million rands which they've split 50k each so they say uh it was quite interesting
3: 50k bongan
0: Eh? 500,000 sorry 500k each yeah (laughs) excuse me Hmm.
3: um
0: did you watch them on love island punza mm-mm well, I did. It was quite interesting because uh, there was a guy in <laughs> there, Timna. Um, there was this guy, Durang. And Durang had such serious player energy. because <laughs> of And uh, Timna was definitely not having that. Um, and then uh. Uh, eventually uh, she broke it off with Durang. And then afterwards came Libo into the house. And Libo also was sort of giving us that playboy player player sort of um energy but very quickly uh that that changed because he connected with timna and then they they were quite i mean they were quite electrifying if we can say that uh they shared a couple of firsts on the show firstly um they that's where they shared their first kiss which they speak about on defining love which was quite um cute to see again they also speak um they also shared uh, their first um date on that show <laughs> uh they also uh, got to meet their each other's parents on the show whilst on hey. the show and last, uh, and not least, they got to make it official on that show. So there was a lot of things, um, a lot of their relationship is tied and tethered around the Love Island essay experience. Uh, what was very interesting. Gonna. Yes.
3: In order to win Love Island what do you guys need to do fall in love
0: Uh yeah okay. fall in love and stick it when out the till the season? end so that the people vote for you and whichever couple South Africa believes is the most in love is the couple that walks away with the money mm.
3: When is the next season I
0: don't know I really don't know
3: Okay yeah sorry you were saying
0: Yes uh so what was quite interesting is that they uh they knew each other from Twitter When they spoke in the Defining Love, they said that they had actually followed each other from Twitter. And before Libo came into the house, he says he was eyeing Timna whilst he was watching the show on TV. So I think what happened here was Love Island. Remember, it it was Love Island so white. And then they had to do Mm -hmm. damage control and get more people of color quickly. So I think... Abolib mm-hmm. were one of the people that were people of color quickly because they were sitting at home watching the show. Next thing, he's getting called mm. to come be on the show. But it didn't, it didn't seem like, um, I'm not sure if he had made it after the first initial round, you know. But he says he, mm. wo- he walked into there. I set on knowing who he wanted. And by the time they recorded the session with Defining, they had only been together for a month and a half. Imagine that.
3: Right. But you know, I was looking at that, ne? and I was thinking, money One month like oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, know. <laughs> Why orgi orgi chale, chale, te, Why uri ah, experience.
3: Bongani. I mean, the experience yes, if I met someone on the Bachelor, all oh, those nice holidays or whatever, I got to meet them in their best, best self, not funza. I'm still coming No, like it's already. Top top, and then after we we win the money, bomb and then we go live in our apartments together. Already, their relationship started on a so even if it's a month, cause I, I was just like I couldn't believe they're a month. Like they were like just like, yeah, baby. I mean, I love you. I was like, yo, I don't know if it's normal life. I don't know about you. If you say I love you in the first month, but like. <laughs>
6: but you also gotta remember that they spent a good i've I've done that they
0: spent their first month in their relationship literally waking up to each other like sleeping in the same bed it's not like the stages that we go through yeah i also wonder you know it's not like the stages where we go through even if your parents are fine with you sleeping with um your partner um there's still that Mm -hmm. level of a, a good waiting period Before you do so, you know Even if you give it up on the first night On the first date There's still quite a, a, a huge gap Between giving it up on the first date To actually moving in And living together That show, they were living together It wasn't just... um yeah, oh, no, wonder it
2: they see, so
0: no wonder it progressed so quickly. They were literally seeing each other from the sun till sunset, and playing games with each other and talking to each other. And the people around you. its like the same eight people around you guys. So they really got a lot of time to, and there aren't any distractions. You've got one phone, or uh-huh. who you can only be um contacted by by the producers. You don't have assignments. You don't have to go do groceries. You don't like—you are literally just a sitting duck. The best you can can do Engulfed is get yeah is get to know each other i mean even in a perfect ideal relationship where you've got um people who move in let's say the minute they start dating because of just your duties in the world and how you need to show up in the world you won't be spending every waking moment together those ones were spending every waking moment together because they oh, were actually,
3: no, tied yes. they were
0: locked into a house and there were no errands to run unless you were going to the bathroom So maybe that maybe that's why maybe that's why they feel good to say I love you already, you know?
3: No, I will not lie. I know I was judging there, but I even if I wasn't locked in the house, I've done it. If I love someone, I will tell you I love you. I feel the love. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> but I was weird that the girl yes, is I don't know she in. was like 20, 20, 26 and he's twenty
0: three. Yes.
3: But she looks young. Like she, she really like does look daughter. young. She really
0: does look young. Have you? Uh, but I mean, asking a girl this, I feel like asking a girl this is redundant because a lot of the time, what? girls do date people who are older than them. But have you dated someone? Yeah,
3: mother. Yeah, I mean, not three years younger. How three years younger than me? No, never done three years. That's very young. Oh, the most I've done is a year younger.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay.
3: like three. years. I mean, they don't show. I mean, sometimes. No, no, they don't show. But sometimes you really do interact with people who are like, it's like a year. Or, I mean, maybe three is a or year or two. And you're like, oh, this person, like I've interacted with someone who's like, maybe like five years older than me, but like the connection and them getting you and the intelligence is like, so I don't think that's a thing. Like, cause when I looked at it, I was like, huh, I didn't even, I, I wouldn't even have, I wouldn't have said. Yeah. Because I watched Defining. After watching Defining, I went to and checked their Instagram accounts and I was like, great. But, oh, sorry, wait, I know we about Defining. But I wanted to discuss that. I, I love that they've won all this money and obviously they moved it together and whatever. I mean, if they're smart, the money won't run out now because they're basically influencers now. They're making appearances. And so she's doing like deals, like she's doing like influencer ads and whatever. So the money keeps bumping up. And I was just like, wow.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a nice
3: way to just set yourself.
0: They are definitely chasing this fit, fit, fluencer thing quite
2: yeah. And and I
0: think th- uh, that's uh, Timna's uh, mind on it. She's just like, listen here, babes, let's just be fit essay the best example, a fit couple that's our chain essay. Um and mm. just and just be those influences in that space because I yeah, I think and I think which is very smart of them.
3: Yeah, very smart. No, I love that for them. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, defining love. Um, but also did you sense that I don't know obviously because they don't know each other that but they haven't known each other that long i don't know like you know when i watch other defining episodes defining love episodes like i feel like yo <laughs> like i'm like like i'm in that oh like soppy mood like i'm not soppy in that sense i'm just like oh this love is so beautiful oh my god what they mean is i was like more excited to like see what would unfold in their future but i wasn't like When they're reading their letters, like, wanting to cry a bit. I was just like, oh, that's really sweet. That's cute. That's nice.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as much as we... Other people, I was like... Mm. As much as we love defining videos, I don't watch them as much as you watch them. So that sense still has not come for me for any of the videos that (laughs) I've watched, you know?
3: Yo, Bongani. There's people there, like, bamaratong. Yes
0: mm. Mm. So
3: for me, when I looked at bears I was looking at it like from a cute perspective Like, oh, this is really cute Like, I, I love this for them But I didn't feel like oh. Remember when you yeah. took that bullet for me? Yeah, it didn't have that element
0: K.M. says They are so damn cute Their love looks so fun, free, and lively
2: says
0: mm. <laughs> ah. <laughs> My cheeks are my cheeks painful from excessively grinning for 18 minutes.
1: Yeah, yes. Definitely.
0: <laughs> Defining says, I love how they create enough room for each other to share their thoughts and be in the moment. Nice.
3: <laughs> I think what was,
0: yeah, yeah, What was quite interesting for me was um when they spoke about the foundations of a relationship. So according to Timna and Libo, there are oh, three foundations yeah. of a relationship. A friendship foundation, a romantic foundation, as well as a financial foundation, financial
3: foundation. What do
0: you think about that dun, 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 dun.
3: <laughs> Um I mean, I think it makes sense. I feel like we don't live in a world where like that thing of the conversation of money being like a uh, taboo. I feel like those foundations must be laid. Not to say, I get obviously everyone has standards to how high the foundation must be or how low or how stable or how, you know. Yeah. But so you can, like, maybe you can find that you and this person, like, hit it off. Like, they're basically, like, your other half. Like, they get you. And it's like that friendship. And then that friendship transpires into something magical. And you're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe. Like, if you could describe love, this is the love. And then maybe you find that maybe he's financially not there or she's there. And then with that, maybe that's when they can like see like, oh, like I feel like the, the conversation of building that foundation financially, especially if we live in South Africa, it's really tough. Not everyone has got the job or whatever. You can have an open conversation of this is, you know, I've I've like had a guy tell me that, um I, I don't know, how my finances look. Like he was trying to pursue me, and then he told me that uh, this is my finances. So, before, like, you want it, whatever you want to do, like, this is just know that these are my finances. And this is how everything is. Yeah. I've got this business, I work here, I do this, wada, 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 wada. And then you're like, how about you? And you're like, um I'm trying to do this odd thing. You're like, okay, cool. That's fine. And some people are like fine with it. Some people are like, "Oh, I can assist you because I have knowledge with this or whatever." So I feel like both all those foundations are very important, especially the friendship one. I mean, the finance one, yes, definitely, hundred percent. But the the friendship one, I also love.
0: Yeah, I, th- I love what you're saying about um the friendship one um developing into something that is um more romantic. I just think the only reason it really caught my eye is because um yes, it definitely does make sense. But also there was a the sense of can they say financial so with their chests like that because by said. You know, not th- not to say that I'm counting their coins. Lord knows. Maybe they had debts. Maybe they had Nasfis to pay back. So maybe they don't even have Leo Million because Omoyo Namoyo una debts or something like that. But, um. Oh, your black w-
3: parents already know you had that much money. Hey,
0: wait a minute. See- Punta, um Roof ena Details, twenty All of those things they are already listing those things. The minutes are something <laughs> we are from Cape down. but the ideas <laughs> lo um but anyways, okay, yeah. um, open thing. I think it's something we all know um and um I would like to believe um agree with but I think the financial one for me is something that we find um couples and uh people in relationships aren't um as open to yes you and I can speak as um yeah we need our finances to work It's a strong pillar of our relationship But when people when you mm. ask people about Their relationships no one will say Yeah and making sure our finances Are good is key to making sure That there's balance and there's Peace in our relationship do you get what I'm saying People will always be mm-hmm. like yeah, A friendship element is, is important Or people will always be like don't let the Romance die guys don't let the romance mm-hmm. Die Even after, But no one will stand there and say guys also, make sure your monies are good. Make sure you guys are both speaking the same money language. Because if you're not mm. both speaking the same money language, it doesn't matter how much friendship you've got, how much romance you've got. Because of the world we live in, it's not going yeah, to last honestly, so long. You know. So I'm thinking, do, do they, were they saying it? Because, by yeah, as Uetiba said, they, they don't need to challenge. But I mean, um, like I put it now, people's no, relationship with that maybe- money... Doesn't just because umuntu une um, half a million doesn't mean to be a relationship with money won't be a problem, you know.
3: Mm, but I was also thinking maybe they also were looking at it from the level of even if maybe they were just students or whatever. Maybe like how do we even grow what we have? So maybe we just have two hundred k left now, but how do we grow it? Like with this brand, like how do we you know help this brand Yarona yeah. as a couple grow so we can build more money? But also wait, on that conversation of like finances and whatever, whatever, whatever like do you let's say like you're you're single and you meet people how do you i always say to people i don't think you know this chat this chat on on instagram or twitter or whatever we're like in and i'm like when are we ever saying like a girl must like do people get in a relationship knowing they don't have money
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: no the thing is i i'm full but because I fall within yeah. the mena trust spectrum, I'm full of cool, you know?
3: Okay. Speak within the confined lines of respect <laughs> for <laughs> so
0: you not
2: trust.
0: <laughs> so for me, um, please excuse me for that. People don't know I'm recording cheese, guys. Um <laughs> for me, uh the thing is, I think um it's the same thing as um that argument is the same thing as saying, uh yeah, but black people are also racist <laughs> mm. That's the one thing I'm just like mm. Yeah, it is mm. true It does exist, it does happen But can you blame them? Like after being um oppressed for so long Are you going to honestly hold a black person um For being racist um yes we want the world to be better yes we want to do better but what is a black person's racism um what difference does it make where we live in a world where systems and structures were made to be racist against the black person do you get what i'm saying so when 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 that when that chat of indotamaibe indotamaizene and there's no umunduas Magabe or it's the fact that women it's like women are being killed every 30 seconds in South Africa so mm. uh, we, we who are we to say um, what should women bring and what should women not bring and stuff like that we need to treat them like queens and that's for therefore if <laughs> that's fine don't approach that girl go approach someone else go approach a different woman who doesn't have such a standard that is too high for you do you get what I'm saying mm-hmm, but for us, to, mm-hmm. for us to sit and say what about women what are women bringing to the table women have been stopped from being at the table for so long That I think Now when they're At the table The fact that They're there Is good enough We don't And this is not Mm. For me to say that If you're not Contributing to the Relationship This is your Perfect excuse To say Baby Women are oppressed All their lives Just me being Mm. here Is No That's not what I'm saying But what I'm saying Is we need to Understand as well That men have Been trash So if a woman Has standards And they own At least a figure From the uh, From the ground To heaven So let it be Then you can not that then that's when you'd speak up for the first time, but like I don't know. Now I feel like I'm just rambling. But I hope I've made my point in all of that. No, 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 but
3: yes. No, I I get you. I get you. Like let's like honestly, like let everyone have their own standards. I think like even like if because there's guys like I've like been friends with guys when I'm, we're, we're chilling and they're like, "Bona, they won't date a girl who's not what." And somebody, it's just preference for what people want. Uh, yeah. But for me, I just also works for what is comfortable for you psychologically and how you grew up. Some people like are just so scared of people doing things for them. they are like, Ugh. or you're like yeah. some people are just also very greedy. Like they not they have no shame. Sometimes yes. I'm like, no, girl, have a bit of bring back. You know, some things you just say, like, no, girl, get your ass up and try.
0: Okay. Gamuchelo Mile says, love her, Tim. Didn't have to fight. I love her. Tim didn't have to fight for him to recognize her out of all the girls in the house. Also, when he said goodnight, Tim, now on his first night, I knew then, ugba lab Bazo
3: <laughs> uh, that's sweet. That's so sweet.
0: adorable. What oh, that is adorable. That's what I
3: meant. Like when I watched the whole interview, it had that adorable level to it. Like now things are very intense. Like yo, somebody helped you move from Eastern Cape and brought you. Now things are just heavy love. Like we're doing the most, and I love it for us. But that was just like did you know she how move him to Jo'burg? Innocent- no, I'm just saying how real, real, like, serious love, like, oh. what we're all doing in the world, like, as Badala, like, we're adulting, yeah, yeah. We're, we're loving, and then we're trying to adult, it's just a lot that's happening generally in the world, but their love just looked, like, I'm saying with the other episodes, with them, it had that puppy, you know, innocent love
2: yeah we it's like, <laughs> yes.
3: it's just like we're here, we're here, and this moment here with us together is just so uh magical, so I was just like, oh, that's really nice, but in that dynamic, let's say we still had um let's say they still have two hundred k every time, so now we know exactly where how far you are with your money, how far are you with your money. How does rent work? I wonder like of because i mean, I mean, if I live with my partner, like he's probably paying rent, and I'm buying other things in the house, but you know how we all as women when we're married, your money is. Our money, my money is my money. I wonder what that <laughs> dynamic is.
2: I also what I'll just that be like, dynamic baby, is. are
3: you handling rent? I mean, I'll buy groceries. Then after a while, when you're too comfortable, you're like, yo, baby, yeah, I'm gonna buy groceries, but also like now I wanna buy this hair. Like you're buying, but you know you're still getting that money back because he's still gonna buy you things that are equivalent to that groceries that you spend. So you basically didn't use money because you still got what you wanted and you still have some change because you, you're you not, you're never really using your money. You know what I mean? your <laughs>
0: strategy?
3: strategy? It's just like, let, that that women say,
0: pants, it?
3: let me tell you what they said, but really your man's money is nicer I than... Let me
0: tell you what we, they say. Mm, you don't agree with
2: it. What him. do
3: we say? I know I definitely <laughs> agree. Your man's money is nicer than yours. like Yours is like, oh my God. And then when it's like <laughs> his money, you're like now all of a sudden you've got a spreadsheet of things you need. You're like, oh, this can What do I need? Now if with your money, you were just gonna go buy a face uh mask or whatever. And you at well, best. Is, yes, you're just like you're a disciplined girl. If he's like, ah, oh, let me just come with you and then we'll go somewhere after. Yeah, you're like jack pods, you make sure the wallet comes out of the car. You're like, Okay, yeah, let's let's, yeah. And then You get to
2: do no, toilet. I've
0: yeah. I've heard it as well, and um, mm. it definitely does exist. I think in their case, I'm mele si see, 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 Half. Half. i think
3: I the smart thing to do is to say like if when we get to this level let's say it's 200k let's stop using that money we don't touch that money anymore all the money that we're working like normal people so that would be my strategy like our influencer deals like normal people like you're hustling not trying to mm-hmm. finish this money mm-hmm. that you got for mm-hmm. me i wouldn't do that like even if like at home i would choose which uh i feel like what i would want to fix i feel like oh this is really dire maybe i want to add just the pavement that's it and yeah. obviously every month i'll help my family the way i can but um i would have create those boundaries but i wouldn't treat that money as like money that's going to be overflowing like a live island is going to send me money every month no i will say okay i'm capping it at 400k I'd don't even do that i know um i'm like those people with money put it away the rest i'm working i couldn't have got the popularity i've got the influence now people want to speak to me every time now i'm starting a youtube channel like we have to now work like we're normal people because what what saves a lot of people is if you get clouds if i have cloud bongani we're done we're done yeah what we do here every day is like you know we're working but if we have clouds come on it's a breeze. Yeah, like it's like level work is optional. So I wouldn't treat the money as like it's running deep waters. No. I would focus on making sure we are working every day. Yeah, if they were money. actually
0: if they were actually smart, they would actually not even try touch that money. They would try to live yeah. off the influence and stuff that they're getting right now.
2: Yes. Um, it might uh, be a bit
0: difficult in the beginning, but like um if they keep at it, they could honestly see themselves putting away a majority of this money that they've won mm. and Uling isn't aga raven remember raven but but life with simakaleng says this is so beautiful and wholesome it affirms that love exists purely as itself it cannot be limited mm. to time frames or conventions mm. that even the shortest period Imakaling. of times and the most unconventional of ways it can happen and be experienced in ways Unimaginable. I'm so happy no that Tim and na. people found each other. May their love continue to blossom and grow in leaps and in bounds. Live.
3: I forgot like we're I forgot we in the I forgot we in the comment section here defining love. That makes sense. <laughs> because I was about to yes. say to that on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. I was about to say you're Rumi. That poet Rumi. Rumi. Happy Uh Rumi. leaps and it's no that does sound like someone who was a defining follower or a dennis follower yes i I
2: mean
0: you can hear with the name of her youtube channel
2: yeah
0: (laughs) one last one here mulopo matebola says timna is definitely the girl she thinks she is I saw that it's the hot. first guy she was with on Love Island, he was missing and she was like, Boy bye. Then God was like, Good, because I have greener pastures for you. Love you deserve. Honestly, I think most girls should learn that. Love, love, love. Yeah. And I mean that mm. that's really true. That is their story. Um, she honestly saw that with Durang Aguna Future La. I think what was very interesting, Bunza, and I'm so glad I remembered mm. this before we close. Is them saying that if they had met each other in the streets, they would have it would have just been a smash and pass.
3: Yeah, I heard that.
0: I was just like, see, that for me was levels and layers. You think that because if we take it from the point of. Your soulmate is your connection, is Atolana, mm, you'll find mm, each other mm. and be love and stuff like that. You'd mm. think, you'd like to believe, or you'd like to have hope that um, even if you guys meet each other in a chance encounter... And you end up spending the night that it wouldn't just end at that because the connection would be so strong, you would, um, you, something would grow from it. But for them mm. to be able to look at each other and look into the camera and say, ah, nothing would have happened if we saw each other on the street, um, it would have just been uh, a one night stand and that would yeah. have been it. <laughs> In life, I was just like, yeah, that Mm. is sad. Are they not? Do they not even think that had they not met outside of Love Island, that there was a fighting chance based on our connection is so strong right now that it was Mm. gonna find itself, regardless of how we met, whether it was through a one night stand or whatever? We just feel that it was so strong that it was gonna find it, you know?
2: Mm, mm, mm.
3: But I was thinking that it was
0: just an eyebrow raising moment for me. Sorry, sorry, Mm. yeah.
3: I was thinking that sometimes... Also, I don't want to lie. Like, people want to act... Foundation, yeah, that does help. If they're made in the street, sometimes maybe this guy... Like, there's small things. Like, if maybe he lived for or she was in Joburg, or... you It was yeah. just like... like
2: Relationship there's so many would be things. That, that's why I'm saying
3: these reality shows usually... Like it's good that they made it and they were really in love. Like usually the Bachelor International one, like when they go back to normal life, like it's not all dandy. Now this person has a job. What's all her food? Get sexy on X on the beach. Another six pack, but this person's an actual plumber. How about medical? He thinks he's what? It's not like on the show. You know what I mean? So now you're like, hey was it the so yeah. am i was i sold dreams there or what you know so i'm glad they yeah. made it out but yeah i do understand also like why they wouldn't
0: have. yeah well all, all the best to them and their love yeah. we honestly love and they're so beautiful
3: you're Yo, finding
0: beautiful. we love the content dennis oh, keep on all the
3: time all the time
0: all the time
3: check out our youtube page the rewind essay for more content
1: Hey everybody. hey everybody! Welcome back to my YouTube channel! YouTube channel. Come on. Word on the street. Here we go again. Word
4: on the street. I know this is going to sound weird, but I'm most productive when I'm procrastinating. In the sense that I have a big project, and I don't want to do it, so I do little products projects too to like um, stave off the impending needed to do, needing to like perform the big one. Yeah. <laughs> Productive procrastination, boys.
0: Um my productivity hack is mm. I don't multitask. Oh. I mean, like I just feel like my mind is doing a lot. Yes. I like, have a lot going on, so I just focus on one task. Um, at a time um what else i mean that's already very smart if it's a nap um if it's me stepping outside for some air a break is essential i feel like if your brain is cluttered and and you just keep trying to push through it just won't work so breaks and um not not multitasking. You know, my dad said it's been scientifically proven actually that um, multitasking doesn't help you be more productive. Actually, and it 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 when you hear someone say, you know, what it, it's best that I focus on something one at a time, um, so that I can get something done from start to finish it makes sense because multitasking creates a sense of split focus in you so are you really giving 100 percent to the task I'm, or are you uh, just getting it done you know
3: you know what i'm thinking about i'm thinking about how things how things are moving for us because like it's you know in their time like if you had one task in a day now there's so much that we want to do like Bongani has yes. a job, Bongani yes. has to record the the rewind, Bongani wants to upskill, Bongani has class. You wanna start an online course with Google? How am I not not gonna multitask with some things? Like when we were saying yeah. that how do I yeah. smash my yeah. workouts and a and a podcast at the same time? Like it's I'm I'm just trying to even think like in a day, like where do I because also there's a day, there's a time in the day where your energy drops. Some people like are morning people, some people mm-hmm. are evening people. And what about that two hour when your energy is dropping and you're working on slow motion? I mean, it is. A I grade, love what you're
0: saying. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: No, you can go on. It is a great.
3: I oh, know. I mean, I mean, like, um, it is, it is a that idea of like being able to do one task and completing it. But now you're, you've got this screen open at work and you've got another screen open editing something. You know
0: yeah, I love what you're saying because what you're basically saying is that it's we live in a world that doesn't afford us that luxury, mm. you know um we live in a world that re- rewards you for getting more things done um a lot quicker, and so it feels very difficult to just think that oh i'll just i'll just I'll just do things one at a time, and that's where I'll put my focus and attention where it feels just from the demand of the world that. No, the world needs more from you at a time mm, You know
2: mm,
0: mm, mm. Yeah, 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 yeah Quite interesting yeah. Hopefully we're going to get some more interesting one Later on in the show But now it's time for us to get into some Zansi recap
1: Word on the street Here we go again Word on the street. You're listening to The Rewind
3: Mzansi
0: Recap. Okay, welcome back to M'Zanzi Recap. Right now we're getting into the deep dive. And today's topic is a topic that I've been meaning for us to get into, Punta, all the time. When we spoke about topics, this is one topic that I've been meaning for us to unpack. And we're not going to be doing it on our own. But before I introduce the guest who we have joining us, I just want to talk about what the topic is. Today we're asking, who is my sister's keeper? In terms of, in South Africa, we've got quite a high rate of... Um these uh high school for girls that are coming out in recent years and you know you could arguably say recent years some people will say this is something that's been happening since since the 2000s where a lot of black girls people of color are coming out and speaking about the racism that they're experiencing in these schools punta you're someone who was in pretoria you went to pro arte are there people that you knew from pretoria girls high that that that, have ex- that that you were friends with that spoke about these things?
3: At the time when the Pretoria Girls High thing was happening, I remember my friend's younger sister was in Girls High in the same grade with everyone else who had the problem with everything. So she was saying, she, she actually had short hair the whole time because she didn't want to be like, oh, am I on the right side of the rules or what? So she just kept it like, you know, either a brush cut or whatever short hair, but she never grew her hair. But she said around that time, it was really like, Like, they had had enough. But, like, you know, she was just quiet. Like, you know, when you're just in grade 8 and you're just like,
2: I'll just follow the rules or whatever.
3: Yeah, I'm just going to keep my head down. Let me just finish school and get out of this institution. And then, obviously, there were other students who felt like, no, we can't just leave these institutions with these rules because history is going to repeat itself. So that's what uh, Dumi was going through at the time. Go Girls High.
0: Jeez, I mean, well... We're going to get into the whole um, Girls High incident and mm. Zuleika Patel. But before we get into that, so I'd like to introduce our guest. We've got uh, Tulani, aka Tuli Nzogiana with us right now. Now, Tulani is a 23 year old pioneer who prides herself in her involvement in youth empowerment. Mm. She's the initiator of Helping Hands Initiative, which seeks to alleviate poverty through collecting and distributing food parcels in Gauteng and Port Elizabeth. In 2018, she became the youngest ever crowned Miss Mammy, Lodi son, downed, and the first title holder from the Eastern Cape. In 2018, she also partnered with Puma, who sponsored her Kicks with Goals initiative, which aims to motivate disadvantaged scholars to continue to make strides towards their goals Speaking of strides She also has a company called the Stride Institute Where she trains women and young girls In modelling competition Is that right, Tuli?
6: Yes, it's right Oh, what an intro Yeah, I love it
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You know it's an intro when you have Punta is going mm, <laughs>
3: mm. <laughs> I was like, can I take classes? <laughs> no, I love it <laughs>
0: uh so Tudy, welcome to the show thank you so much for being here and having this discussion with us today thank
6: you for having me you know i think this is such an important discussion to have and you've actually triggered something when you posed mm. who is my sister's keeper and i think mm. that is such a powerful topic that we need to be having more in south africa but also need to you know bringing the solutions for so thank you for that
2: mm.
0: well uh, yeah, we're hoping that this platform is just going to get more people talking, and hopefully, solutions are definitely going to come out. Now, in terms of a history, we're just going to go back into it. Around 1990, this happened, um, where a lot of schools that were previously white-run Afrikaner schools started integrating black students and students of color into the schooling system. And this was happening at the dawn of the democracy when Dada was being released from prisons, and I think the white people were just like honestly shook they were just like you know what if we're gonna survive in this new South Africa we need to adapt and that means we need to take the people in you know mm-hmm. and that's when there's all these stories of uh, black kids being taken from the township and they moved into model C schools um, little by little and it starts very small they take in a small number and over time the school becomes an integrated schools and this is what happened with many of the schools and many of them would even then change their names um, some of them would perhaps um switch to from saying worst school to just high schools you know and now post democracy what you find is that those that kept the worst schools that kept it in their names, um, are signifiers of schools that are run with Afrikaans values and very Afrikaner way of life and interpretation of what's going on around them and with that strong Christian background. And I mean i jeez i'm such a bad presenter. I invited Tuli here and I didn't even let you know <laughs> O is someone who went <laughs> she went to collegiate high school um and she's going to just share with us her experience of being in a school um like this where um it's a school that is built off of Afrikaans' values um some of them the most extreme versions of them keep Afrikaans as the medium of instruction um, whilst others Do use English, but um the Afrikaans' values of life, you know, Mm. still ring very true and strong in that school. Tuli, when you were at collegiate, was that something that you um experienced the school before you went to collegiate? Was it a school that had um was it a mixed school or was it a school that um um was did have these strong values? And getting into collegiate, um, was it easy to find yourself in that system?
6: Sheesh. So I think, you know, as a young girl, I went to a girls primary school. I went to Erica girls. So obviously, when you've kind of grown up in a system and a schooling system where you have, you know, girls around you, and you guys are looking at high schools, I think a lot of us. You know, who were scared to go to co-ed And were very much open-minded And the older school, or the sister school Inverted commas, that you then Start looking at and start following is collegiate And I mean, collegiate is one of those mm. schools That dominates in sport You know that they basically have a matric 100% pass rate And yeah. all these opportunities These
0: schools always have good numbers <laughs> yes. That's the other thing, is that they always have these good numbers so even
6: like 100% <laughs> You know the outside. You know this is something that you want to accomplish as a young person. And mm. Also, it's guaranteed that even though I, was, I knew I was coming from a very good school as well in junior school, it wasn't guaranteed that they would accept us at collegiate. So. Already just the perception you have of the school and it being such an accomplishment to go into is is something that is so huge. And once you're in there, it took me six months. So I was only at Collegiate for six Tentic. months and I left. I changed oh, my was wow. in grade eight. I was very unhappy. You know, um, unlike what you've described, it's very similar, but I think Collegiate was very English. So even like the mm. houses, like what is it called when you... Belong to a house, yes, when, and you guys, yes. It was, yes. it was Queen Elizabeth, Queen Victoria, those are the houses ah. I promise you. So I was in Queen Elizabeth, and they have five of them Queen Mary, all of it. So that's it. Was a very English, you know, it's like when you're watching a movie from on Netflix and it's mm, yeah. the <laughs> crown, <laughs> yes, the crown, wild child. Which is sent to it's a very English vibe, you know. That is indoctrinated when you get to the school, even just how initiation and everything is done. And I think for me, I started realizing already um, in grade eight, in my initiation week, that this wasn't a place where we could all thrive. You know, you look at the
2: prefects, there mm. we were like
6: two black girls in the prefects that were initiating you guys as a bunch in in, in in grade eight, you guys have a camp. But it's like, why are there only two black faces here to introduce us to this
0: yeah. when they are on- <laughs>
6: in the entire grade so it's the things like that that you then realize from the beginning that you know what this place is an institution that is designed for a few individuals of color to thrive and that was just the energy i got from the very beginning
0: yeah Yeah. I think what's quite interesting is um, just the geographical aspect so collegiate is in Port Elizabeth yes. and um, with a, a Pretoria Girls High like the name suggests, it's in Pretoria mm-hmm. and therefore I think you still have those colonialist sort of powers if you're in PE it's like the English like you're saying, mm-hmm. so you've got your mm-hmm. Queen Mary's and your Kingless and all of that um, whereas what we found in inland, well what, what I saw quite a lot in inland and um, being in Gaudeng mm-hmm. was that you Had your lot of your horror schools where there is that. Um, stronger Afrikaans sense, And I mean what's quite dominant With these schools is that yes um, They separate um, sexes and you were saying Like going to a co-ed school is quite nerve wracking mm. I mean in the male schools you find That there's a lot of um, sexual Allegation things going on in that Space and I mean the racism is there But what we read about in the papers Quite a lot mm. is um, the water Polo teacher touching too many of the boys You know mm. and then with the, the Girls schools it's always The incidence of racism that we hear a lot more about than um, the sexual misconduct with the teachers and everything like that. It's always in those spaces that the media is always putting this up. And we saw this in 2016 Mm. with Zuleika Patel, you know, she was at Pretoria Girls High and she was told um, that her hair was distracting and by the time it blew up in the media, that was like after countless of meetings between the school and her parents and back and forth and the, the, the school was actually quite insistent that she was doing that to her her hair on purpose you know wow. and they wanted her to flatten her hair and relax her hair and all of those things mm-hmm. and she's quoted as saying asking me to change my hair is like asking me to erase my blackness mm-hmm. Tuli, in 2016 when when all of this was happening what was going on in your mind um when when all of that was happening you know
6: you know what? I think when that happened for me, it was like finally the attention that happens in these schools that has us moving. Because even when I was in grade eight, my mom threatened to go to the Herald, and it was a whole thing of I'm not going to find another school if I go public with this, and I'm trying to leave collegiate. So often mm. enough, we end up not having stories out there in the media. Not every story oh. of discrimination and the things that are happening mm. in our institutions end up making it. And when I was in in 2016, I was actually in matric and. You know, when that whole hair thing blew up for Uzuleka, it was so ironic that I was in the same situation at a different school in terms of my braids. So we were oh
2: matric really?
6: year yes. And I had decided to dye my dreadlocks brown. And this was an issue for the school because it's not my natural color. And I remember saying, but you know what? A lot of the Caucasian girls go red. Exactly go a different color and I'm choosing to go brown you know and if you look at my hair now this is the hair that I had back in school so it's not like it was a distraction I just felt like this is the hair color that I want to have but yeah. I was like, someone else like you know I'm making up a fake name a Michaela goes to school and decides to go red or go dark tomorrow become a brunette it's not an issue but for me I was you know called into the principal's office, you know, even my braids would be the same color. And that was an issue. And I remember the school dropped it when the whole Sulega, um incident happened in Pretoria.
2: Oh, really? I yeah. was,
6: because I was already pushing back saying, but when someone else dyes their hair red or a different color, that's not their natural color because they're Caucasian, you accept it. And I have dreadlocks and I choose to dye them brown and I think they look good. It's not distracting to the school uniform, it's not highlights or anything, but then now this is an issue. So how do these policies work? Are we then gonna say everyone needs to keep their natural color? So around that entire incident, I remember my mom laughing, saying, I think your teachers are so scared of you at school. And the reason they dropped <laughs> this is because of exactly was scared to get exposed. And I was always like, Thought. Uh till I left school. I think when I left after 40 days and, you know, when we wrote our finals, the teachers were happy because I would even wear an ANC t-shirt on Silly's Day and uh, I I promised you for 40 days I wore a t-shirt called Daughter of Miko an SACP hat and I was very intentional. I was always trying to speak to the system because so many things had happened and I I honestly believe that it was such a system cultivated to segregate us as the black students within the system because we find Mm. ourselves. Fighting among each other you know for these little mm. spotlights for these little positions mm. that are only mm. implemented for a handful of us so when you actually ask the question am I my sister's keeper you know it triggered me to a point that I felt like why weren't enough of us fighting together it's only after, mm. the trick and after they decide on prefects and head students that you realize that actually this system is toxic and we've been fighting against each other trying to thrive in it instead of Working progressively to dismantle it And also our parents are scared You know um, I, yes. I you to tell me Dude, you want to get into university You don't want to get kicked out of the school You know, you've already left collegiate To kind of fight this racism And now you're in a new system Let's just finish the year You know, you can always be And be doing these things at a later stage But I think eventually she realized That I was strong enough academically And strong enough as an individual That I wasn't mm. I never got in trouble I never went to detention my whole life But I was not able yeah. to sit in a system And be comfortable with what you know, Yeah, they and would just do as doing. you're being told yeah yeah
0: and so now what were things like you know th- my my interest has always just been like the parents evenings and stuff like exactly. that exactly you on know, the sgb
3: who are who are the people yes. there are they not speaking for the students
6: you know what i think the rcl is what how we called it i think how it's elected a students you know it's always mm. for me and i can say this now and i i really don't you know, hold back when I say this, I feel like a lot of the students who will be representatives there as well are teacher's pets. It's someone, you know, oh, yeah. who trusts, you know, someone yeah. who has a different image. It's, of it's the
0: palatable black, yes. you know, and, the one, the one who's not too radical, exactly. you know,
6: exactly. And then also with our parents, it's like, how much time do parents have to serve on these boards? You know, not all parents even go to sports yeah. days and sports evenings, and it's not that they don't want to. It's because of the kind of work mm. that they're doing. Yeah. You know, also, sometimes where the schools are situated, half you know, not half the students, but when you look at the black community students, how many of them get dropped off every day? Exactly. In the morning, yeah. It's not that the parents are not involved, but they're not always free. They can't come and watch hockey practice, for instance. Um, mm. Like, other parents could do that. And I think it's that culture where you'll find that, you know what, there's kind of... Uh, A parent group, and I would say in the Caucasian group, that's very involved, donates, does all these things. You know, our parents, (laughs) you know, when I look at it, we Mm. have the means to do that, but we have the skills to play in those sports teams. So I think Mm. it's just a matter of also understanding, you know, the backgrounds that we're coming from, that something like serving on a school board is not something that keeps our parents up at night. They're trying to do so much for us to provide.
2: Already,
0: um, yeah.
6: So I think that plays a huge role in that.
0: And I think those are some, some of the the tools that um, systems like these benefit from. You know, you. just you speaking about the distance in terms of how far the school is. Our parents don't have these cars. They already travel three hours to get to work. Travel two and a half, three hours to come back from work. And now there's an SGP meeting. I mean, the parents' evenings were once a quarter, but that already felt so strenuous mm-hmm. on my single mom. You yeah. know? Now imagine wanting her to go to SGP, and if, back then it it wasn't things Zaboma was Zoom, Naboma Skype, exactly. where you could join a meeting, uh. where you could join a meeting from home. And so I think these systems tend to then just um, benefit from structures like that. Like, mm. okay, we've got the black bodies for the count, we've got them in to say we're transforming. But in terms of how are we making sure that they're accommodated in the space, but also even if they are not accommodated who's going to speak up because they're not going to speak up for themselves. And if they do, um, it's just school girls, and it's just going to end here. Once she goes to grade 12 and she passes grade 12, that's it. The parents are not going to show up. The parents are not going to do anything. It's fine. And I think these schools got somewhat comfortable. And when the 2016 sort of thing happened, then I think that was a reigniting across Everywhere to remind each other that you know what, um, we need to get up and we need to stand up and and be the voices for these children because these these places and these systems make sure that they've got things in place. I mean, I want to speak about the microaggressions that you felt in such a space. You know, um, punta I'm sure you're quite familiar with the um, this is not a shipping this is keep it down, this yes. is not a shipping.
2: you know, those yes. sort of
0: lines. You know,
3: yes, yeah i' i I know, I I remember that as well. But it was weird that I went to a art school <laughs> in <inverted> commas, commerce. <laughs> because they also had the same things like what's oh, really saying with the hair. I remember I used to have um what's this? Um red not red hair, uh it's maroon with like highlight, like it's like but it's like it wasn't yes. like far off from our uniform. And then they used to come again and tell us, Oh no, because when are your, I mean, basically you're black and you this is not your natural hair color. And then I'll be like, no, mm. but so-and-so in the drama class, has the
2: Imagine. same color, the
3: same highlights. It looks nice on me, it looks nice on her. Then I won't change it or whatever. But I'm mm. just like wondering, like, what, how are we supposed to change it? For instance, like, Tuli saying her mom said, um, like, now we're worried about just having us as black people move to the next level, getting into the best university, having your child thrive. Like, we don't have time or the resources for us to feel like, I feel like for me there wouldn't be resources or things to say yeah if you if they kick you out of the school we're taking you to the next school to go fight this mm-hmm. issue to keep yeah. fighting it yeah. we're just like as black yeah. people always like Ish, i know it's difficult it's uncomfortable but let's just move to the let's just let's it's just, just make play with it that's all we do like i can't see how i mean obviously yes we could have started a group um what's this um a club at school maybe if we wanted to fight against such issues but like, like we were saying now, yeah. usually the prefect or your RCL or those people were also teachers' pets. They were like, Oh, yeah, guys, sorry, I don't want to ruin my credit for university or mm-hmm. my my letter for school. So, I, I mean, because I want to go to UP or VIT. So, I don't want them to think that, oh, yes, I was rebellious. So, it feels like, yes, we want to fight against these things. But then there's also that ish, I kind of have this like one chance. Like, imagine, remember with the yeah, Feastmaster yeah, poll, yeah. um, There were people who were i mean we all had this issue yeah 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 fees and everything but then there were people who were um feeling like they could be leaders people are still paying for Mm. those repercussions now and some of us were like okay yeah we'll support and whatever but like scared to kind of be the voice that says this is wrong or i don't know if i'm making sense
6: no i completely agree i completely agree with you and i think it really is important to get to a point where as a student you really understand the power that you have so I think the one thing that I realized mm. when I got to matric is firstly um your APS sport points do all the speaking you know
2: mm. um,
6: we didn't really get help from the school in terms of it's not like when you are in grade 7 you know you the application comes <laughs> you come to your school all these things are just made so easy for you you your teachers yeah. are there you you know you kind of guided into grade 8. But when you are actually in matric, it's all about your APS points. So, when you apply to these you sometimes don't even need a letter from the school, as long as your, your grade 11 results and matric results are certified, etc. And it's the, you know, the documentation that you need. I think that's the first thing that we need to realize. And then, yeah. on top of that, also, when you voice out, it doesn't mean that you're breaking the rules. So, I think this is something that I started doing. I started telling my mom that I've still mm. never been in trouble. I've never gotten detention. Even when I talk to teachers about these issues, I'm not disrespectful. I'm just asking things that provoke them or perhaps make them uncomfortable. But for me, this is reality. And I think for me, I was fortunate to have a parent who then was like, okay, I hear you. You can go ahead and, you know, fight the system. You know, the way that you believe is going to work. Yeah. Mm. And then for me, I was very fortunate. And we formed a little group. So I had three guys in my history (laughs) class and I had my best friend who was actually a head student at school and we did things that we've still not spoken about that would shake the system we would leave you know little notes we would you know yeah yeah And we did quite a bit but basically (laughs) during all of that we were sending a message to the system and we would have thought provocative questions during um guidance and during life orientation and for me those were the spaces in which you could question because you know they were always about how can the school be improved or how can you know we how can we transform the school Mm. talk about things that were an issue to me so you know Mm. i carried on by the end of the year my braids my thick block braids that were brown were not an issue. My highlighted hair was no longer an issue. I'm sure the school was like, I hope we never get another two letters. But they <laughs> knew that they couldn't challenge me because they couldn't mm. even see their code of conduct where I was going wrong. And most importantly, you know, how is it fair for this race and, fair, and not fair for another? And in closing, because we are a minority um, as the black students in these multiracial schools in most uh, cases, We need to form clubs, you know, that unite us where we don't seek to compete. So I felt like because everyone either wants to be a prefect or wants to walk away with honors and all these things that are made to seem like we need to bend our back to get them, we started being divided. It was not nice to have more black girls doing similar stuff. Or that's
2: mm. you know, that's the
6: culture, or that's what it felt like. And I always disliked that because for me, like my 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 best friend and I, who we still close till this day, we were into similar things. We compete in public yeah. debating drama, you name it, but that brought us closer because we were yeah. we were the two or three faces in that space and we weren't going to not you know, be each other's pillars and support each other, but and I think that needs to be dismantled from our parents, because obviously, if we're coming into these white spaces, inverted commas, they are designed to make Savannah thrive, Kayla thrive, that's Mm. what they used to, Mm. so we mustn't make it a Glorify Tulani thriving in that system. There should be more exactly. of us thriving in that system because if you're good at something, you should be undeniable and it should be something that you're acknowledged for. Not because you're the black girl who's good at it. And it's things like yes. that that needs to kind of end in these schools. And the the black girls going into it knowing that we're going into this. And we shouldn't fight to become prefect, but whoever deserves it amongst us will get it.
2: You know, we'll get trying it. trying to
6: break that competitive spirit of saying, let's be competitive, but let it be healthy. Because let's look at our white counterparts. Mm-hmm. You know, why is it that they're all happy and we'll all push for each other to become prefects? You know, in, mm-hmm. the, in the hockey team or first team, why do they support each other so much? And why can't we? So as much mm. as the we blame, we also need to step away and ask ourselves, why is it that we in this black community are not fighting louder together? Because if we do that, then we'll definitely be
2: heard.
0: And uh, for me, it speaks to the tech. It speaks to the techniques and the strategies that these institutions and these systems would use. Mm-hmm. That um, or when you walk in, like you said, in grade eight already, okay. just already at prefect at that camp, that orientation camp, you're just seeing two black girls. That sends a message that only one of you can make can make it we can only have one good black tennis player we can only have one mm-hmm. good black hockey player and it's either you're that or you find something else to go be the good person at whereas with them they can have their friends and all of them and they can like you're saying root for each other yes. but these are sort of the techniques I've heard I've heard of schools in um, Limpopo that were even um, when it comes to SGBs and parents joining the SGB and standing up for their children and being their children's keepers they'd get there in the SGB meeting, the whole meeting is in Afrikaans and then they don't have a leg to stand on and they're trying to fight their way out of that but they don't even know where to fight their way and like we said our parents have so much that they're fighting for mm. but there's also the traumas of apartheid as well, you know, mm. when they're thinking to themselves I thought we're past this and now they get into a space where it's all of that and they don't know what he about abo we've got a black president, who am I going to go to to say to um, these people no, speaking Afrikaans for a whole SGP mm. meeting doesn't make sense. It's not fair to me as a black parent who is here. Mm. And there's that fear of, you know, I'd I i can not stand up. I can't speak up, you know. And a lot of the parents they were saying that eventually they, they, they stop being a part of the SGP because of these tactics that are getting used against them, these tactics to other you, these tactics to make you fight amongst each other, than to fight at what is actually going on over here that we can see. Mm.
2: And
6: that
0: is true. You know what's... What's interesting with the corn, um, Cornwall Hill College? So one of the girls st- uh, spoke up there against the racism that they were facing. Um, she says that one of the teachers told her that your hair is unpresentable. It is messy and is and it is not the corn um, the Cornwall way. Um, and so someone on inst- on Twitter was saying here. as Muriel Makulana says the story of Cornwall Hill College is similar to what happened at Curio Pretoria Girls High, Saint Mary's, and other schools. Schools. removing kids is not a solution mm. blacks must fight or racists will dictate that we must live at townships to avoid racism mm-hmm. now for me that one is a double-edged sword you know um and Tuli, i want to throw this one at you did you feel as though you leaving within your first six months there um y- 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 you were a betrayer in some sort of a sense you you you're complicit to what is going on or do you also believe um, because the other side of that is that we can't burden um, girls who are going into high school with the char- with the task of changing a whole system like that, you know?
6: You know what I, I I truly believe that in that six months, I left the mark in that mm. Firstly, our our classroom structure changed, so we used to have two assemblies on a Monday and on a Friday. On a Friday yes. after, you know, I had these few incidents that were happening and I reported them and my parent came in, spoke to the principal who was new, actually coming from Pretoria Girls, um, our new principal in grade eight. Oh, um, yeah. So we then would not go to assembly on a Friday. Our class would sit and discuss these issues and we'd find ways to work against these microaggressions that my five other classmates, because there were thirty of us in a class, and five of us, four of us were black, one of us was a colored girl, so the five of us felt excluded in many of the tasks, and so many incidents had happened during hospitality during our e m s um teachings that there was just a lot of segregation in terms of how we sat and even when you put up your hands certain teachers wouldn't answer you and all these things were like happening that we were all noting and frustrated by and when you know i reported it to my parent i was like firstly this is what is happening and i'm not happy and she came in and then you know there was another parent as well who also stepped in and said, "My child is also in the same class and is not happy and These are the issues we then the five of us went we spoke to the principal about what was happening, and we were seen as the class with the racial issue. Meanwhile, uh, there black girls in the grade who were going through similar experiences, but just that already triggered the talk, and I was like, for a school to change a school as Um, you know, collected and in its system as collegiate to decide that on a Friday, we're going to sit out assembly to try and end this, you know, or bring about a solution to this, for me was something that had never been done and was a good start.
2: Mm. But also
6: Mm. hiring, because also you now become labelled. So we became the five girls that were labeled to a point where it was oh. <laughs> because what mm-hmm. happened is you would keep the same class in grade eight and nine and then once you chose your subject, you'd move. So there already talks about perhaps, you know, our class needs to be reshuffled, perhaps the issues with this class. And for me that didn't solve the problem that was happening at the school. And there's only so much. Yes. Grade 8 You've just got into the school, you're still in the no. initial phases. So mm. there's only Your own parent can do. So I felt like already, like You know, I mentioned to you guys earlier on that not all parents could go and watch hockey practices. Mine did because Mm. I was in the under 14A squad and I wasn't being passed the ball. And the only other person who I would then pass the ball against and we do warm up drills was a goalkeeper who was also black. And we had gone to the same primary school. And this didn't make sense to me because goalkeepers were trained together. But that's how uncomfortable the other girls were around this girl. you know, is seeing things apparently in terms of the racism that is in this place. So it it was in the little things like that. And for me, got to a point where i was like you know what i am a 14 year old with so much ambition who wants to get involved in school and actually i'm so discouraged here you know what Mm. the teacher i remember she called us you know and and asked the the black girls who were in my grade and we had a chat with her and she was like you know what what you guys did is so brave because a lot of these girls have given up on some of the things that they wanted to do because they're not given this opportunity and the fact that
2: you're fighting
6: is good and i hope that you guys stay united in this but there's only so much you can do so now it's like exactly. going to end up getting to a point where you you don't like the thing so i wanted to quit hockey and my mother was like you're not going to quit hockey you've played it since you were young and you enjoy it and the only reason you want to quit it is because people don't want to pass you this ball and that's what they want you to do so it was yes. little things that you had to then realize that Firstly, this is the system. This is the culture. And now, the things that you love to do, you're beginning to hate, and you're only fourteen. So yeah. that's for me. I was just like, I'm gonna get a fresh start. You know, I fought this, and there's letters that have been exchanged. My parent has come in, and I've, and there's only so much that can be done. These old women who are teaching the school still don't see that they are wrong, and I don't want to be the person who's walking around. You know, for lack of At a better 14. word, fourteen, 14 and has this burden over her i want to still be able to do the things that i love and i'm so fortunate to say that even when i walked out of matric and even though going to a different school didn't mean there wasn't racism i went to a co-ed school and there was still a lot of racism and there was still so many experiences but i think as i grew older like i said by the time i had got matric i knew how to fight within the system and i still thrived i was very good at a lot of things in school and the things that I was good at, I thrived at, despite whether or not, like my public speaking and head of debating, you know, teacher didn't, yeah. me, but she knew that I was good at that and there was nothing to yeah. do. And I think going to a school like Collegiate made me realize that you, if you're good at something, fight for it. And even the people who train you or are meant to be training you might not be for you, but if it's God given and it's for you, don't mm. give up. It made me that mentality of knowing that no system owed me anything, you know? I needed mm. to just do what I felt was good for me and the things that I felt were calling to me. And I would hope, you know, that to the people who are listening to this and are either in school or outside of school, that is something they take because quite frankly, the system doesn't end with school. There's varsity. There's the workspace. So, in listen, life.
3: Yeah.
6: so if you don't learn to fight it in your way and hopefully your way will then become a united way that we fight as African people, then, yeah, that, yeah.
2: you got to learn to have yeah. that
0: fighting mm. spirit. For me, you see, that's the thing that's also disturbing about that fighting spirit is that then it feels like... S- at such a young age, you are being um, trained to have that angry black woman narrative coming out already, you know? Um, by the time you're 18, it's something that you you have, because you've been speaking up and speaking up and speaking up, it feels and becomes as though it looks as... It, uh, it, it comes across as though it's innate, whereas it's systems like these that are... Boxing in a sense like that, you know? Very
6: true. But also, we need to ask ourselves why do we allow these labels to define us? So, for me, Mm. like, I will never identify as a black angry woman, but you can call me a black opinionated woman who's going to shape shift and be a part of the change she wants to see in South Africa. So, I think it's also how we choose to see it. You know, we mustn't see ourselves as victims to the system. Our ancestors, our grandparents, our parents have fought for this democracy. It's up to us to hold it accountable. Because, you know, I was having a conversation with one of my cousins and we spoke about how democracy, the policies, you know, they are like a plaster to the wound. We still need to heal. And for proper healing to happen, we need to unpack what is happening and dismantle, not just say okay, it's no longer a former Model C school. Anyone is welcome. Because let's be honest, these schools still segregate us. The first people who get mm. accepted in grade eight are people who belong to that area code. And then next time yes. on the line are other kids who've gone to multiracial schools that are seen, you know, as the more... As sister pure. schools. The sister schools are the more pure, even in terms of race identification. I can mm. list names of schools in Port Elizabeth that, you know, are multiracial schools, but because they're black dominated, those students won't get into a school like collegiate. Maybe one of them does in primary school. And why is that? Mm -hmm. It's the things like that that we need to realize that these schools are still selecting their pool of students. You know, they are still very much in Yeah. not the policies. And if that is the case, and this is what is still happening, that's not what is going to change the system. But also, I know that our parents, you know, they get triggered. They are tired. They have fought. But Mm -hmm. we need to pick up the baton Mm -hmm. and find out How can Mm. you bring about change? What else needs to be done? You know, how can you fight the system? And also, what policies are there to protect us? You know, no one ever Mm. knows until you are questioning. Like, I was never given a hair code of conduct. But that's the first thing they'll bring up when you are in those situations until you actually ask to read it. And I never got it. And I think it was through realizing that, you know what, this system is controlled by the people who teach. They always had a rule. They prefer girls with stockings or, you know, girls who have relaxed Mm. hair and it's all tied back. So when things, you know, like an Afro come and it makes them uncomfortable, they find a way to normalize it until we're only much older to be like, what? I allowed that to happen? So I think we need to question Mm. these policies and understand these policies as scholars and people who have left these schools and hold them accountable.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think... um, yeah like for me I, I, the the question is who like like I love what you're saying about um what you call this um democracy is being it's up to us to hold democracy accountable. So wherever we see an issue of non-democracy taking place, we need to call it out and go ah, ah that's not what you promised. Mm. And we need to put it on blast and make sure that what justice is deserved there is actually served. Mm. Um, but I also then wonder to myself, and it's not a, a rhetorical question. I know after the after the girls would, um, you rely on yourself and through relying on yourself, you then form an alliance of solidarity with other girls who are going through what you're going through at that school. Mm -hmm. Then ideally your parents get behind you and they, they create that wall that approaches senior management in the school, which is the governing body and the principal and says, my daughter's feeding this, my child is feeding this, this needs to change. Mm-hmm. Thereafter, you would ideally like to believe that um, the Department of Education is behind mm-hmm. this. But it seems like Opanya Lesufi and his people or just the general department is very um reactionary to what's going on in terms of oh there's a flame there let's go put it out Mm -hmm. we condemn we condemn oh there's another school that's happening there let's go put out that flame we condemn we condemn there's nothing that's like saying hey guys there's a pattern here Mm -hmm. maybe we need to figure out what is the common denominator at the root of this pattern and deal with it from that source Mm -hmm. and so in my co- in my next question is, without, if we're going to take government out of it, who else should be my sister's keeper? We've got my sister, my sister and her friends. We've got my sister and her parents. Who else in there needs to be my sister's keeper in these spaces?
6: I think the people who need to be my sister's keepers in those spaces are our black teachers. Why is it mm. that... In a former Model C school, the only other black teacher will either be there to teach our or is closer or that Vinak language.
2: Our teachers yeah. are
6: skilled. Firstly, I think the system needs to change. The system never changed. You know, the teachers who are at collegiate and gray and all these amazing schools that are still, you know, keeping us indoctrinated and, you know, a system that we are still fighting is because they probably went to those schools and now they go back to teach there and the system never ends. How many black teacher, how many colored teacher, Indian teachers do we have across South Africa? But why is it that even though we're in a democracy, that if you go to a township, no who are black, you know, the yeah. principal will be black, And everything about that school will just be black people. Black. And I'm not anti that at all. All I'm saying is that it's still sending a message that multiracial schools belong to white people. If teachers yes. teach maths at the township and teach maths at northern area schools, why do we not have black maths teachers in our in the schools that we go to in the suburbs? So that is thing yeah. that I think you know would help this issue because often it's just now students and a teacher is yeah. also a puppet to the system who's perhaps yes, an
0: integral role in the me. system. And
6: it's like, how are you going to bring about all these change when all these people who sit in the staff room don't think there's anything wrong with them. They think they're yeah. not racist and they can acknowledge that Tulani is a well-spoken student who debates and plays sport and is academic, but that is not the issue. You know, if you mm. have never been exposed outside to what you have become accustomed to, it's so easy for you to think you're not racist or you're not what is what is another word because perhaps you know racism is something that people run away from but you're not exposed in
0: problematic
6: know, you know um that you're not exposed ex- ex- what am I trying to say you're not exposed to blackness to know that mm. you actually are part of the problem because when yes. you see people acting in a way it intimidates you you think it's
0: especially when it's different from yours, different from yours. in the slightest it's, of ways. it's
6: it's exactly what you're not accustomed to and that's the problem if south africa is such a democracy why don't the teaching and um and our teachers represent that when we look at schools and it's mm. like still maintaining that white is better so for instance a school yes. that will have only 15 or 20 black students out of 150 in a grade and mostly white teachers Producing a hundred percent pass rate makes you know it's still getting a message there that take your child to this school because it's better. She's going to get a hundred percent pass rate. She's guaranteed to pass matric. Meanwhile, every year we are trying to celebrate little strides, little strides in our townships because they don't have the same you know um,
2: facilities.
6: And it's like, how is how yeah like this is something that i'm still trying to implement and i hope to be a part of it's like it doesn't make sense to me why our township schools and our northern area schools don't have clubs like debating or book clubs and stuff like that yes the facility is already there we're not asking you for uniforms and stuff that are expensive but these are Mm. schools that are going to you know, encourage these students to be very vocal and to, to be very opinionated, but to also, you know, feel a part of something. But our schools don't have this. If they have a soccer mm. and a netball team at most, you know, this is celebrated. But why is this? Why is it that these Former Model C schools offer so much and we can't do this, you know, for township and northern area schools. So for me, it's the whole education system that I believe needs to be dismantled in terms of where teachers are teachers placed, how are they getting these positions? We need to see white teachers in township schools. We need it
0: looks see seen, yeah.
6: Teachers in it needs to be di- it needs to be a representation of South Africa and what the rainbow nation was meant to be, but it's still not it's still for the privileged. Model C school, former Model C schools are still for the privileged. And in closing, our parents, when they also take us to these schools, they can feel sometimes submissive to them a little bit because in a way, it's an accomplishment to take your child to a former school or an Mm all-girls school that operate a private school even though it's a it's a it's a public school and i think you know when these things no longer feel like accomplishments the kind of school that you're taking your black child to but in actual fact we can go to any school and any of the schools that we get will give us this quality then things like this current system that we live in will begin to be dismantled and that's the thing these schools are built on that and it's like how are you ever going to understand a different culture, a different perspective if you know absolutely nothing about it. And it will take the government because, I mean, you know, the system plays a huge part in placing of teachers. Just like, you know, when there's crisis and children can't get into school, they become a part in placing of school. Estimation. So how mm. that is done. It mustn't be guaranteed that Michaela, who lives in Mill Park, can go and study at Collegiate. They need to yes. the system up in terms of how they students in terms of the teachers that teach there. Because my thing is we have so many teachers in South Africa who teach. So why is it that the schools still don't represent this? Why is it that township schools are still for black people and northern areas are still for colored people and if you go to an Indian area, you know, those schools feel like they're for Indian students. That's not democracy, you know? So that's what needs to be changed. And the government can play a part in that. You know, they keep up um, when there's a breakout or a news article, but what are they going to do when they leave those very white teachers there with those 15 or 30 black students? It does not change the system and there's only so much kids can do. And I think we own it upon ourselves as the students who've been through the system to take this battle as our own and not expect a 14 year old girl who just got to grade eight to understand and to be wired to fight, you know? So exactly. Exactly. I and mean, we see where it needs to be changed. So how are we as this generation that is so loud and can get things training and can get things noticed and across this nation, how are we so quiet? Why are we not involved? And I know that when I was done with school, I was like, yo, this place is going to see me at my 10 year reunion and I'm going to shake it up. But I never coming kind of thing and once we're done we also want to be done because we felt that burden but actually we need to come together come with solutions have Mm. these conversations Mm. put them out to the government make the government uncomfortable protest at these
0: create those spaces and, and, and
6: just be there and do it all lawfully but also be the generation that we currently are known for being which is unapologetic and vocal so we need to be doing that
0: at Ngule Koko says it's sad that our pursuit of excellence will always have us in white spaces where we are not wanted, and are consistently reminded of that fact. Our own schools do not measure up to these standards because of funding. Teachers don't care. We don't care. Corruption. And I think this takes me back to what you were saying, Tuli, in terms of um our our others. The 100% pass rate being a parameter of success. Mm. I mean, the schools in Malokshini, the children there are already facing so much wow. just to make sure that they are actually passing in a test. Let alone a metric receiving 100% r- pass rate for everyone. People are struggling to pay their school fees to make sure that they're even there in the class. People are sitting there and they are hungry in those schools. Mm. So of course, when every when people are being dropped off literally at the gate with lunch boxes or 100 rand notes for lunch, 100% pass rates, it becomes a lot easier because people's focus can switch to ensuring, ensuring that it's just their books. We have so many childhood years. We have so many... Exactly, we've got uh, which is my next point Bunza says that in Malokshini you've got so many child-headed households where children get home and they are literally the parents but like school is a work shift they get home and they are the ones cooking they are the ones taking care of everyone in the home and making sure that the family is alright not enough time to focus on their books and you, you are absolutely right in saying that the playing field is not equal transformation only happened with the attrition of of um, students in these schools. We only saw transformations in, okay, let's mix the children up. And okay, let's take a few black teachers and put them in the model C schools so that they can do the subjects that really don't weigh a lot when it comes to someone's... I need to illicit CV, someone's results at the end of the year, you know? Um, and we really need to question that. The only reason I was leaving government out is because uh, I really want us as individuals to sit down and ask ourselves how can we be our sister's keepers, you know? Um, who? What else can we form apart from a government institution that could go around and do a quality assessment check on these schools that these girls can complain to and a body that these girls and ombudsman that these girls can go and say listen my my I'm not I'm not being taken you know a Girl Scout but a black Girl Scout a, 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 a people of color Girl Scout and once you enter a, a, what you call this a previously model c or white school and you are part of the minority of um people of color especially girls people of color you can you can sign up to this space and this is a space that allows you to um express yourself in that sense but also fights for you when you send a complaint to your parent you tell your parents you tell your teachers you tell the principal you tell your parents and you tell that Bo- that that body that girl scouts ombudsman body who will then come with the muscle power they will come with the lawyers they will come with the mrs patrice mutipe money and be there and be like listen we're hearing that the ball is not being passed in hockey what is going on Let's 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 watch footage, and it's not just your mom who's sitting there watching; it's that body as well. Someone else is there to be on your side and say these are the steps we're gonna follow, and this is what's next. And I really love the fact that you say that we should ask for these uh, codes of conduct. Mm-hmm. We get there, and I mean, also when you're 13 years old, I was, in go code of conduct You know, your mom just dresses you and takes you to the school. Next thing, you've told your hair is not according to code of conduct. You're just like, what, the, what yeah. the fuck is a code <laughs> of conduct? And the word explains it itself and you're just like where is this? Yeah. I've never seen this before. So I guess also having that information at hand for ourselves and also reading the fine print just because it says what you call this hair must be neat and tidy and representable does not mean it needs to be um, blonde and in a pony and stuff like that. And Afro is neat and tiny and repre- tidy and represent too do you get what i'm saying yes,
6: no certain and we
0: need to we need to question those fine lines and put a magnifying glass and say where have i broken the rule here because like because i'm very sure that the code of conducts do not say F- well. well i've seen some with dreadlocks saying no dreadlocks mm-hmm. no dreadlocks but um in 2021 are you still going to have that in your code of conduct
6: that's yeah That is true. And it does need to be changed. Like the girls school I went to, I had dreads up until grade three and then I cut them. Cutting my dreads was not um, because of what a school said. I just wanted to have relaxed hair, to do braids like my friends and all of that stuff. But one of the reasons that we were excited when I moved to it is that I didn't have dreads anymore because this would have been an issue for them. I would have needed to cut the dreads. And this doesn't make sense. How does my you know, prevent me from being a good student. Um, the yeah,
0: it's it's the distraction line that they love to use. You know, it's a distraction, but
6: it's a distraction because it's it doesn't grow in the way and the manner in which these schools exactly. want it. In, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And you know, what exactly. I think, um, to just add to what you said, I completely agree. I don't think the government needs to be left behind. But I'm also not going to, you know, and we can't be shy of the fact that. This is not. This has been happening since 2016, and what drastic changes or policy implementations have happened from government to try and prevent this? Not much. So mm, these schools nothing. still feel like they have the power. These principals, yeah. you know, the teachers that get into that school—that's the message it is. sends. Yes, it's still like when I think about it, I'm like, a lot of these girls' schools are private schools, but why does it feel like they're so private owned with the way in which you know the the government and SGB and complaints can yes. and that process. But why is it that they still feel like they're very white right owed? But also, I'm not saying that we just need to focus all our attention on these schools. We also need to focus on our attention on making our own schools in the townships great schools. And we can do this as people who are former students. We We're not in a generation where it's a rare rarity to be a lawyer or a doctor or an actual mm, scientist. Mm, we're an
2: educated mm.
6: generation. We, the generation that's gone to university and has done ample of stuff. And, you know, we're fighting issues like unemployment and stuff. Yes, yes. Well, how will we, as now the students who've left these schools, going back to help in township schools and becoming the Girl Scouts that you're saying? Because I absolutely agree with that, B, that we need to become those people that form these bodies so that when my children go to school, I don't want to still go step in there and fight for the color of our <laughs> skin. you know? That, for it me, is... I would have failed as a parent. That yeah. is still an issue because mm. these things upset mm. me and I did my part and my parents did my part mm. and the girls and the, the community I formed did my part, but we did our part and we left. And now we do our part and go back because we now realize, and especially for us, because let's be honest, we're not trying to discourage our Black students to not want to be in positions of leadership and to get exposure and opportunities. And it's going to feel like that when all we are saying and as the older generation, is that they need to fight and be united from grade eight. Now they feel like they're at war at school. And I mean, people yeah. spending five years of high school, seven years in primary school, shouldn't feel like war. It should feel like yeah. this is where you're finding yourself, your talents, your gifts, and what it is that you want to do with your life. It should be an environment that cultivates that. So we need to be the people that make that system uncomfortable. The older generation, the people who've left school, who know the system, who struggled in the system, know the issues. and. Now, we need to sit down and bring about solutions, do podcasts, do live videos, find out these policies, and actually be accountable and make South Africa uncomfortable. Because we can certainly Mm. do that because there are so many of these schools across the nation that if we start this conversation and we make it stick, they're going to get uncomfortable and the government will realize that they need to intervene.
2: Yeah.
0: Cheers, Tuli. Totally. I mean, thank you so much for being here. Um, You're definitely <laughs> the perfect person that we could have gotten to speak about this conversation. I just wanted to ask, give you a shot um, to let people know where they can find you and where they can find the Stride Institute as well if they want to get into some sort of training um, for competitions and con- yeah, and yeah, yeah. Thank
6: you, B, and thank you as well for <laughs> having me. I really enjoyed it. I can't believe you know, we've gone on this long, I'm going to, going forward, also just hold myself accountable to see who I am being assisted to by being their keeper. You Mm. know, and how people can get a hold of me is on social media. It's Tulani Nzoitiana and, yeah, social media being Instagram and then I think the easiest way to also find me is by typing stride institute and looking for us on Instagram, but also on Facebook and popping us a DM or an email. And you know what? Stride institute is something that I'm also going to use to be my sister's keeper. I believe it's something that I've already started doing, you know. Mm. Before- I was going to schools and particularly where I'm from in PE in Motherwell, a township that is highly faced by the drug issue. I was going back, teaching them public speaking, motivating them with my story because I've also grown up with a single parent, grown up in the hood, grown up, you know, with similar circumstances that they've had and just empowering them to let them know that that is not their final destination. So that is what I'm going to use Stride for to shape South Africa to what I want to see it for. and. (laughs) <laughs> thank you for having me.
0: No, it's, it's actually, thank you so much for being here. And I think um, this conversation is definitely not one that is over. This conversation is one that needs action behind it. Punta, I am challenging you and I as well. You know, we can't just sit here and have this conversation. Yeah, we definitely will be accountable. Thank you so much again, Tuli. And let's get into a bit more of the show.
3: Zanzi Recap.
1: You're listening to The Rewind. <laughs>
2: word on the street here we go again and we're
0: back again punta just clocked into work the very last word on the street let's hear what msanti has to say
5: hey rewinders it's zama hey basically what my best productivity hack is um yes I kind of trick myself into doing tasks so what i mean is that i'll mm. sort of um use my internal monologue and just like speak to myself oh okay with my mom's voice in my head <laughs> oh. <laughs> because oh. was, i'm so sorry that woman instilled a whole lot of uh, uh reverence and fear <laughs> and so basically <laughs> i will sort of be like okay zama uh uh-uh, let's just do one uh a session of uh email replying <laughs> And then knowing myself, the next thing really vale, work will then start happening, because then I'd want to just clear the whole the inbox, emails. for example, yes. or clear the dishes, for example, might as oh. well. But it's just what often gets me, um, he- holds me back is the whole doing it in the first place. So if I literally be like, ah, zama, <laughs> i wake up. <laughs> I hope it makes sense. And I may need to unpack this more in therapy, but... It works, so it works, and I use it. It's funny, we were
0: talking about th- therapy earlier yeah. on. I could literally hear her mom say, Zamavoga, in that moment. <laughs> and I can so relate because I also have those moments where I hear my mom's voice telling me to do something. And that's the sole motivation I need. So really, that's another help for you. Y- yeah, like you can't hear your mom saying, telling you to get a dad, and you're just like, Ugh.
2: no. <laughs>
3: That sounds terrifying,
0: I only catch it, guys. I only catch it in the after. Like, I, once I've said it, that, oh, that sounded a little bit like my mom. But anyways, I'm doing it uh, now, okay. you know? Like, I'm up and I'm doing it. Um, But I don't think I rely on it as a technique as much as Zama does, <laughs> you know? Just every monologue. now and then, uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a whole soliloquy. <laughs> i absolutely love it um her speaking about therapy as well um yeah if you're hearing your mom's voice and that's what you need to motivate you in life to do everything i think it's a good thing but it also needs a little bit of professional attention
3: definitely
0: (laughs) definitely okay 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 since i share a lot of a word on the street it's been a long show. Let's get into closing this show and thanking the gods for such a great, great, amazing show. Word
1: on the street. Here we go again. Word on the street. Follow us. Follow, us. Follow, us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram.
3: Instagram at the rewind underscore essay
1: and send
0: an email to the rewind essay at gmail.com yeah like i literally just said it's been quite an episode uh really really enjoyed the discussion with tuli Zogiana. tuli thank you so much for coming and joining us you can find her on um instagram at under at tuli underscore nzokiana good uh n-d-z-o-t-y-a-n-a i was gonna say good luck spelling that and then i realized i can't do that to our listeners
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Punta, what are your closing words for today? There was a lot of learning. We spoke about um, relationships in the deep digest, and then later on, we spoke about my sister's keeper. You know, um,
3: yeah. You know, I don't know. I think maybe like let's start. Let's let's continue um, being accountable members of whatever. Be accountable in your relationship. Be accountable in your community. Be accountable with yourself. Let's be accountable. I love that.
0: Be accountable. Be say? accountable to yourself. Be accountable to everyone in your community. Not everyone in your community, but be accountable in your community. <laughs> to your community. To your community. your community, to your community. Your community. Um, For me, um, I read something uh, that was quite beautiful that said... Um, people will not see that you're a child of god by your wit by your sarcasm through your money through your influence through any of that um they'll see that you're a child of god through your love so that's going to be my message my closing message for this Mm. week is that wherever you go just spread love be love give love show love um In all its forms, its all in all its facets, with all its faces. Be it, show it, shine it. And that's when people will see, this one is a chosen one. I mustn't mess with this one because this one has Mm. a much bigger power fighting Mm. behind them and standing for them, you know? So um, that's my closing word. Be love, Mm. spread it, feel it, live it, touch it, taste it, smell it, breathe it. Whatever you can do to love, Mm. do it, make it if you can make it, you know
3: thank you so much T.B. Joshua (laughs) (laughs) that was felt deeply (laughs) oh
0: Oh, <laughs> clearly someone is making love out there rewinders thank you again for listening to us week after week thank you for feeling us deeply like other people do over here <laughs> mm-hmm. and keep on coming back let us know what you think of the show info at the rewind at the rewind underscore sa Ponsa, where can the people find you our big phone at when they looking Ponsa for you
3: underscore on twitter and on instagram
0: and it's at BEE underscore tenacity, both on Twitter and on Instagram. Thank you so much, Mzansi. It's been a great episode. 60. Now let's get into it. Siafiga, go Happily, happy.
4: Bye, guys. You guys are. Yeah. Yeah. You're it. It, it, it. I'm so enjoying this podcast. All right.
0: You have been beautifully, authentically
5: with passion. Hey, oh my gosh, this is
0: exciting news. It's been a wonderful year. Honestly, you've been my favorite virtual friend, specifically in the podcast world. You guys
6: are shady
5: shady. I'm honestly, honestly excited for more. I'm here for it.
6: Keep going. It's really gonna grow. I believe in this
2: what do they call themselves Prince and be tenacity congratulations beautiful <laughs>